Hello, ladies and gentlemen, in-betweeners, and mis descamisados. I am your hostess with the mostest, Alexander Rodriguez, here for On The Rocks Radio Show, where celebrities and cocktails mix. Tonight, we celebrate Latinos and one white guy in entertainment with celebrity fashion photographer and activist, one of my favorite people, Mike Ruiz, the widely talented and evocative playwright, Oliver Mayer, a veteran actress, Marlene Forte, from Dallas, Fear the Walking Dead, Superstar, and Star Trek The Reboot, on and on and on. And you heard it here. She's actually sleeping with one of our guests here tonight. And my special guest co-host, one of my close friends since 1943, actor and photographer Jay Fraley, and my sister from another mister, the medium to my extra large, musician and Bravo TV personality, Mr. Scott Cruz. I'm drunk already. Raise a glass and let the drinks begin. And most poor suckers are starving to death. I'd like to propose a toast. This is On the Rocks with Alexander, coming at you from Sunset Gower Studios in the heart of Hollywood, where I drink with your favorite celebrities and we talk about fashion, entertainment, pop culture, reality TV, and and that's about it. So pop a cork, pour a glass, lean back, and enjoy On the Rocks every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on Universal Broadcasting Network. Fasten your seatbelts. It's going to be a bumpy night. Yes, the applause, the applause, the applause. I live for the applause. I just want to, I'm, I'm very proud to announce um, I got my Comcast certification. I went through the training to be a Comcast operator because it took less time to do that than to get my internet fixed today. So I apologize for that. That's a joke, Jay Fraley. You look at me like, what? Oh, what, what, what? Hysterical. So hysterical. In true, in true Latino uh, fashion, our, our, our husband and wife uh, entertainment team, uh, actress Marlene Forte and playwright Oliver Mayer, are late. And then we have another Latino, uh, to all of Ronnie Santiago's friends. Uh, he could not make it. He actually had, had a big family uh, uh, thing, family friend thing. So he sends his apologies. We're going to reschedule him. Um, so anyway, about that. We have so much sexiness and talent tonight. Ay, ay, ay. It's all Latino. Ay, ay, ay. And Jay, you probably speak more Spanish being in Austin than I do. So you're going to have to help me out. Huh? Muy petito. Well, that's into the microphone, Jay. It's oh, radio. Muy, muy petito. <laughs> <laughs> it's radio. I feel like I'm an SNL skit right now. By the way, yes. Muy petito. Um, from fashion to fitness to the stage and screen to reality TV and the runway, we have everything you need here tonight. And vodka. Welcome everybody to the show, Jay and Scott. You keep me in line tonight. Uh, we'll try. Like I'm a I bit starstruck. I'm. Scotch. I've been a huge Mike Ruiz fan. Well, I've been a huge fan. <laughs> you know. Uh, Mike Is Ruiz he still fan. there? Yeah. Did he leave? I hope he didn't flee. Um, and sources <laughs> tell me that he is pantless, so that's something to look forward to. Rumor has it. Rumor has it. <clears throat> anyway, please, please stand up. Uh, hello to our <laughs> listeners around the nation on iHeartRadio, Universal Broadcasting Network, Player FM, Spreaker, Stitcher, TuneIn, Satchel, and iTunes. Oh, the Latinos are here. Uh, Google Play, and of course, we are streaming on Facebook Live on Hillcrest Social in San Diego, True FM in Ohio, hello, Ohio, and nationally on Reverie Network, and nationally on Bear World Magazine, by the way. Rawr! Check out Bear World Magazine every week for my interviews, my fun movie reviews, and of course, my favorite movie news Mondays, and they don't censor anything I say. Headphones, dears. Oh, and there's vodka in front of you. Yes, the Latinos are here. Yes. Or scotch. Like or, scotch. or scotch. Let's go vodka. We'll go yeah, vodka. yes, yes. Um, oh my uh, God, I need a drink. Yes. You just came in from LAX, New York. From the airport. Now, I had explicit instructions. Did you bring me any airplane peanuts? 
They don't even give you peanuts anymore. How dare you? I you know. literally don't even work for peanuts anymore. No, no you're not kidding. <laughs> whoop, whoop. glasses off. Um, anyway, part of my Movie off. News Mondays this week is uh, this week at the box office was a collection of crap. Who has seen these movies? Tyler Perry, and I know you love Tyler Perry. You work for him, you know. Several times. Yes. <laughs> Tyler Perry's Boo 2, a Medea Halloween, opened at number one with $21.6 million. That's why we love Tyler. You would have to pay me that money to see this. But I do love his movies. <laughs> I'm looking at you like sweating now. I'm like, oh God. No, honey, listen. He's got his, his target. It ain't me. She but has very <laughs> nice words for him. Yes. I like him. I do. I like him. He's, you got a pool out of it. He's a nice, that's right. <laughs> yes. Half a pool. Um, and also, in, <laughs> it's a waiting pool. <laughs> it's a timeshare pool. That's what nice I can afford. <laughs> it's a timeshare. It's very nice for the dog. Yes. And you love your dogs. Two books about your dogs. How many books about Marlene have you written? <laughs> many plays. Many, plays. many poems. Oh, yes. I'm not complaining. But we need, it's like Sunday in the Park with George and his dogs. Exactly. Yes. It is. <laughs> anyway, but also in the box office, Geostorm and Snowman opened this weekend to horrible reviews. Cheers. Salud. Salud, salud, everybody. Salud. To the descamisados. Um, but because of all the rewrites and delays in both Snowman and Geostorm, they weren't even filmed like in a concise time. They forgot to film some scenes to make the story work. So in both films, they had to resort to stock footage or just didn't explain why there was pockets in, in, in the story. Literally, they didn't put the whole movie together. Who's watching? Like, didn't anybody watch these? Who did that? So my idea is to put the two films together, Geo-Man or Snowstorm. Like, wouldn't you watch that? <laughs> right? Yes. Geostorm. Geostorm. Marlene is always good for a courtesy laugh, by the way. Yes, yes. It's true. Yes. <laughs> well, she's worked for Tyler Perry. We're going to um, do it. Oh, stop. Oh, 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 no, I'm kidding. No, you're not. No, I love Tyler Perry, and when he comes out, he's going to do a lot for the community. Uh, <laughs> for I our. <laughs> I for our audio listeners, you can check out our video stream on Facebook and now the Hillcrest, uh, Hillcrest social app with all of our On The Rocks video. Uh, download the app today for iPhone and Android. They have tons of concert giveaways, product giveaways, and every week we're there and the beautiful faces that we have. Uh, we are taking next week off for Halloween, of course. Who's going to be listening to radio? We're going to be out having fun. We're going to be at the party. Uh, right. And for next week, Palm Springs Pride. But when we come back on November 7th, we have one of my favorite actresses, Joanna Cassidy from the original Blade Runner, Roger Rabbit, and her mm -hmm. amazing turn on Six Feet Under. And currently on Bravo TV's Odd Mom Out is here. Also joining that episode is Andy Cohen from Bravo, who owns Bravo. His business partner, Darren Karp, who does all of the digital content for Bravo, has given us the up and up of what's happening with Bravo. Emmy nominee, Ileana Douglas, also from Six Feet Under, mm -hmm. Ghost World, um, is coming back to talk about her new show on TCM, Trailblazing Women in Film. And she's had the opportunity to interview literally everybody. So we're excited she's coming back. And then, you know, for all the straight crowd, uh, well, we have a straight crowd here today. <laughs> yes. uh, you we never have, know. Yeah, well. <laughs> Your first play was, you know, mm -hmm. gay Latino boxer. I'm ready, by the way, for the sequel. We, we're coming. It's, it's coming. It's yeah, coming. I'm in assuming the I have a partner in the spring. What? Yeah. March. Yes. It's March. You want to come out? Let's go. Well, I'm, I'm going to come see everything, by the way. I'll come out Thank and audition. You. Yes, Is as long anything? as there are a bar. <laughs> There's a bar. Did you say audition? Uh, no, boo boo. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. We are past auditioning. Auditioning. <laughs> oh. Believe me, I will audition for a post-it at this point. I want you. Oh, yeah, I was going to say, I want you. Representing me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
Uh, but also coming up to the show, uh, we have Jake Busey coming on, who is the son of legendary Gary Busey, to talk about Predator reboot. He's doing the reboot because his dad did the original the Predator. Original, yeah. oh, that's right. And of course, uh, Jake Busey was in Starship Troopers. And then we have actress Adrienne Barbeau coming in to talk about her wow. career in horror films. Wow. Can I come? Yes, yes. yes. I know, I want to be there now. Yes. No, we're here now. I'm kidding. Hello, we have Mike Ruiz. I'm kidding. There's a lot of great guys Believe me. Um, (laughs) But I didn't know, and I forgot that she had played B. Arthur's daughter in Maud. Anyway, so she's coming to talk about this. Oh, that's cool. She She lives in all of our memories, particularly. uh, Yeah, don't you agree? I mean, she was really something. She still does. Well, and I I get to rewatch all of her stuff to research for the show. Also coming back to the show, MJ from Shaws of Sunset, and first part of the reunion aired this last week. And if you watch Shaws of Sunset, I'm in two of the episodes in the background at the bar. The background at the bar. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> um, hello to our engineer, Chris. Ladies, hey, Chris. he's single and ready to mingle. Cheers, and I've gotten Chris. so many comments as to, is Chris on Instagram? Uh, Chris, you have a microphone today. Can you share a little bit of your sultry voice? Hello. Oh, there we go. Yes. Hello. <laughs> hello. Hello, Clarice. <laughs> hello. Uh, yeah, I have an Instagram. Not really on it. Anderson <laughs> underscore K R I I S. You're the worst salesperson for yourself. You're like I don't do I like four pictures me. on there. And, uh, yeah. He's like I might. His Tinder is like I might. <laughs> I'm an engineer. <laughs> yeah. That means he's good with his fingers. Is all I'm gonna oh. say. Oh. We're gonna keep it classy. We have a playwright in the house. Let's let's keep it classy. <laughs> It'll be in my next play. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know it's funny because I kept talking about the show. I'm like oh my god I love. I kept saying Oscar Meyer because I'm I'm a I'm a husky man and I do like my meats. <laughs> like, Oliver. Oliver Meyer. Yes, Oliver. Oliver Meyer. Mayor, Meyer. Mayor. Potatoes, Mayor. potatoes. Potatoes, potatoes. Meyer. I grew up with it, you might imagine. Yeah. Well, I'm middle sure school. There's reminds me of middle school. Well, and Marlene, in reality, you have like five names, yes. as any good Latina does. Absolutely. It's like De Jesus, and the, De Frijoles, and then they De... Had, and then we have the, the, the pronunciation of those names, which have nothing to do with the actual names. It's, <laughs> right. Yeah. And then the nicknames, which is a big part yes. of the culture. Right. Wouldn't you hate to work in like the birth certificate office in any Latin American nation? It's, it's like, oh, God, <laughs> we need more typewriter pri- <laughs> ribbon, right? It's, yes. not easy, it's not easy when we travel together. No. No. No, people, and you know, because it's so, it's Ana Marlene Forte Mayer now, but it was Ana Marlene Forte Machado, which was McAdoo growing up. McAdoo? McAdoo. That'll be the title of my next play. McAdoo. McAdoo. It's a Latino version of the Maccabees. Yes. (gasps) (laughs) You guys, we're creating already. This is the magic of this show. You're in this one, by the way. (laughs) I didn't even have to audition. Straight offer. I'm there with my highlighter, and I'm like, I have one line. I think there's a problem. (laughs) It was a straight offer. (laughs) The only straight offer I've had in a while, I'll tell you that much. I was waiting for that courtesy laugh, and I got it. Uh, My mom, Mama Rose, is in the chat room on UBNRadio.com and on the Rocks Facebook uh, page. And you got to meet my mom. I know. I hung out with her. At Mickey's. I did. Uh, Who spent more dollar bills that night on the Go-Go Boys? Was it you, or was it my mom? Oh, I plead the fifth. Oliver. Uh-oh. <laughs> I, I think you, you probably came home a little excited. <laughs> He's not complaining. No. <laughs> That's it worked the best out. Thing. Inspired. It worked out fine. Send your girl to the gay bar because they will come home Inspired. Ready. Yes. <laughs> yes. A lot of good music. Yes. Well, we know we love music. Music is a big part. Ricky Martin coming up. <clears throat> Take your bonbon. <laughs> Is that song in the new play? Yes. Yes! <laughs> well, we're going to talk all about that. Okay. Um, anyway, but one time Ricky Martin was in this play, but right now we're working with Bobby Brown. It's yeah, my prerogative. It's, it's a little more multicultural Ooh. than it was. Yeah. We just added to mix it up a little bit. 
make sure you get an insurance for that one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but my mom is also on the Facebook page on the Rocks Radio Show answering your questions. She's there with a bottle of vodka, so if you don't ask her questions, um, she's going to get tipsy. And if it's a really hot, burning question, she's going to message me and we'll answer your question live. Want to hang out on the show? On the Rocks is out and about. Halloween is coming up. Halloweeny year 12 is the biggest <laughs> Halloween party ever. Um, and every year it gets better and better. Jay, you went last year. I did go last year. It was a lot of fun. So this year they're not just doing the open bar with the alcohol. It's like a separate thing. So you can go have fun even if, if, if you're not a drinker and not spend that money. Um, anyway, <laughs> Friday, October 27th at they the Bellagio. lots of goodies for people that didn't drink at that party. Oh, oh I'm sure. Lots <laughs> of goodies. <laughs> and I'm so sure. many celebs come the out. Bar. Yeah, well, and, but there's a lot of celebs. So everybody's welcome. It's not just an LGBT party, but they're raising money for the gay men's course. It's, it's at the Belasco this year, which is a beautiful venue. On the Rocks is the only media outlet there. We're going to be doing, uh, we're broadcasting on UBN, Bear World, Hillcrest Social, True FM, Reverie. Um, we're going to be doing the celebrity interviews, and my guest co-host for that night is Mr. Scott Cruz, yes. medium and psychic. You can tell what's happening. Uh, let me tell you what's happening. Um, and then we have we have like a fun costume idea. We kind of do, yeah. Oh, do you want to share it, or do you want to say no, it? No, 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 no. Okay. Let's just Surprise. Yeah. You have to it's show up secret. and see yes. it. Guys try to tap in psychically <laughs> to figure it out. You know? yes. uh, but uh, but come to the event, or if you're not local, you get to see us live yeah. stream celeb interviews. And past celebs have been Adam Lambert, Drew Barrymore, uh, Naomi Grossman from American Horror Story, all the Bravo liberties, everything. And of course, it's me leading the interviews, so who knows what's going to happen. And I get drink tickets, so that'll be fun. <laughs> <laughs> Palm Springs Pride is the week after. I can't believe how everything is coming together. I am the official MC for Palm Springs Pride, and I will be on the main stage all of the days for eight hours a day. <clears throat> eight hours? Wow. Yeah. <gasps> yeah. You better bring a big bottle. Well, they, I <laughs> have, <laughs> big bottle. Here's the thing is I have my own tent. I'm like, oh, for you and your people. I'm like, my people? Mi gente? Like, well, who is with my people? It's going to be me in this big tent and like a bottle of vodka. It's going to be like the sad Norman Rockwell. No. And a hundred degrees. <laughs> right? And my suit. I'm always in my suit. Anyway, but come out. If you're near, come out. There's still hotel rooms. Uh, we have a great lineup with a lot of great musicians and personalities. And it's Palm Springs Pride is fun. It's the pride to go to Let's if you go. don't like yeah. all of that. Let's go I'll and see. Totally go. No, no, I'll we bring you guys on stage. You. We'll what? support you. That's nice. What, nice. You're going to have to support dates? me because I'll be leaning over. What are the dates? Uh, and, and you have Is an empty tent. Uh, We're hey, going to come and hang drink. out yeah. with you on the tent. That's just it. <laughs> the VIP tent. Yeah. Um, okay, like us on Twitter and Instagram at On The Rocks On Air, on the web, on the rocksradioshow.com. Send me an email. Book me for a wedding, quinceanera, bris, <laughs> funeral. I will be there. <laughs> Info at On The Rocks Radio Show. Huge shout out to our sponsors. Uh, the show wouldn't happen without our sponsors. Test Loop. Test Loop is the only way to travel from L.A. to Palm Springs to San Diego to Orange County. It's cheaper than an Uber, and you get to be in a Tesla in your own little pod. You don't have to touch people or look at people. Wait, what? I have a question for you. It's How so affordable. How cool is the Tesla? Tesla's great, but okay, Tesloop is... What is Tesla? Please, so Tesloop explain. Is, so they have four routes a day, either to San Diego from L.A. to Orange County to Palm Springs. During the week, I it can go. start at $29 per way, which is... And they give you snacks. You what? Get, you get silencing headphones. You That's can watch cheap, TV. That's yeah. 29 bucks and a way? That's Tesla cheap. And it's Tesloop, what? Tesloop.com? Tesloop.com. Put in the app? city that you're leaving that and, and where you're going. the coolest thing I've heard yeah. all day. Yeah. Is there an app for that? Uh, just go to testloop.com. I'm okay. not sure. Yeah, they're, they're just website right now. Okay. Yeah, okay. Oh, my God. But they take me wherever I want to go, which is great. And then they put the car on autopilot. And then 
our driver played a ukulele that was signed by Elon Musk, by the way. No. Nice. <laughs> Can they please at least pretend like they're driving? Right. I think no. just hold on yeah. to the thing for me and sing. Put your foot on it. <laughs> that would be fine. Yeah. Well, but they'll, they'll do that too. But it's such a great service and it's so affordable. That's it's a great website. Wow. No, actually, that sounds better. amazing. Yeah, I, yeah, I think yeah. the next time we go to San Diego. Let me know. <laughs> let anybody know. When you when you get your reservation, let them know that you heard it from On the Rocks and they, they'll give you a great Same deal. They're just so great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, and I love it. And they even have late night travels, which is good for me because I tend to st overstay my welcome. <laughs> um, yes. I love it. Um, also one of our, our sponsors, Panache Optical Gallery. They do all of the sunglasses and eyeglasses for Hollywood. They do retro chic. They do custom frames. The frames they gave me are so beautiful. They're the Betty Davis circular ones. <gasps> They're made from vinyl, rec or vinyl That's cool. records. I vinyl. love that. Vinyl records. I see these. They have so many. Go go to Panache Optical Gallery. They're, uh, they're in Palm Springs. They have a luxury showroom. Um, it's so great. And they've been our sponsor for a long time. And they send me sunglasses every time I go visit. So we love them. That's cool. And, of course, our tried and true sponsor from day one of On the Rocks, Spunk Lube. Uh, Spunk Lube, a little dabble, do you? Gay straight, in between. If your car needs a little rev up, Spunk, Spunk Lube is there. They're featured on many, many, many movie sets. I think it's Marlene, not I your movie set. I'm, I'm, yes. I'm just saying, I, I yes. I Make just sure really you like it when she comes home. Yeah. Make sure you get your Spunk Lube. I could Lube. say something, but I won't because it's an obvious. <laughs> yes. Spunk Lube and Test Lube. Yes, but, you know, it's a good combo. I, I like it. I think it's Spunk Lube. I'm like, there's another one? No, it's Spunk Lube. <laughs> Spunk Lube is different. It's grinder. Anyway, <laughs> but, but we love it. But what I love about Spunk Lube is that it's it's a small owned business, and they give back to the community, and nice. it's one guy running everything against the big corporate competitors. So Great. support them. We all sometimes need a little lubrication, especially in our older age. All right, let's get the show on the road. Oh yes. Poor Mike Ruiz has been sitting there pantless, and um, and he's waiting to come in. <laughs> oh, no. Chris, can, can you bring on the handsome hunk of talent? Uh, Mr. Mike Ruiz. Mike Ruiz, you are on the show now. We can see you. Yes, we can see you. Welcome, welcome. So, Mike. I know, I know. So, Mike, you literally are pantless right now, right? I am. This is my um, Skype interview outfit. Oh, I love it. <laughs> that's, that's a calendar in itself. Anyway, sit tight while I embarrass you with your intro. Um, with an undeniable passion for the art of photography, world-renowned artist and video director Mike Ruiz creates vibrant, ultra-stylized work that stands out from the crowd. It truly does. Go to MikeRuiz.com just for a breath of uh, amazingness. I just made up that word, by the way. <laughs> Collaborating with the best of the best, he works with an impressive list of clients, including beauty and fashion brands like L'Oreal, Chic, uh, Dark and Lovely, Garnier, along uh, Garnier, sorry, Garnier, <laughs> uh, among, uh, along with a host of A-list ce celebrities. And this is the smallest list of who he actually represents. Kim Kardashian, Betty White, Katy Perry, uh, Nicki Minaj, literally, just to name a few. Betty White? Wow. Yes. Oh, and an amazing photograph of her, by the way, I might say. Yes. I was on the website last night and blown away. His transformations, oh, uh, by the way, with Adam, mm. I mean, it just everything is just, just, just um, stunning amazing. work. Stunning. Uh, using materials and mediums that most photographers would never think of, his work has been featured by editors at Elle, Vanity Fair, L'Officiel, uh, Paper Flaunt, Interview, Brazilian Vogue, Prestige, and many, many, many more. It's literally, <laughs> it's like if you print it out, then you'll kill like a whole like rainforest. <laughs> <laughs> but do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but literally take a look. In 2007, Mike was inspired by a project he did with RuPaul. Of course, greatness is with greatness. Wow. Um, um, he had the pleasure. 
and so added video production to his repertoire, including directing, and worked uh, with the music videos, which we're going to see a little sneak peek from. Vanessa Williams, Kelly Rowland, Jody mm. Watley, Chantel, The Blondes, etc., etc., Erica Jane, of course. Um, and his music videos are so different, and uh, they're just intoxicating and riveting. He's been featured on America's Next Top Model, RuPaul's Drag Race. Uh, waste. <laughs> Look at me. Because I'm, I'm so starstruck. When I, when I get starstruck, I start to... Uh, and then he was a member of the A-List New York, uh, which was Logo uh, TV's reality show about a, a group of frenemies in the entertainment <laughs> industry, which he quickly set himself apart from the rest of the cast. It was very, very funny. We'll talk a little bit about that. Um, when he isn't wearing his camera on his shoulders, he's wearing his heart on his sleeve and truly... He is a true hum humanitarian who has devoted uh, his life to bettering the world. He has worked for dozens and dozens of causes, currently an advocate for pit bulls and buddies, uh, an L.A. pit bull rescue organization, actively involved with the GMHC, Trevor Project, Housing Work, It Gets Better campaign, uh, uh, Live Out Loud, Project Angel Food, Glad, literally just to name a few. In fact, he inspired a whole fashion line just to help uh, a youth housing project. Mm. And uh, tonight is here to talk about Heartthrobs and Hounds, which I thought was a club I'd like to go to, but it's a calendar that you can buy. Okay. Welcome to the show. It's a well, club too. Oh, it is? <laughs> Welcome to the show, Mike Ruiz. Welcome, Mike. Hey. So, Mike, I got so, so much fan email because you have fans from your photography world, from your music video world, from the reality TV world, from your activist world. Everybody's so entranced with your work as well as your own self. Your uh -huh. self-portraits are just stunning. You are one of the most handsome men um, <clears throat> that I've seen. Simmer down, <laughs> simmer down. Simmer down now. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> drink, please. Yes. <laughs> That's the problem I've had too many. <laughs> Mike, your work is so varied. Your textures, your lighting, and your themes change mm. so dramatically. You just cannot be categorized. Like, oh, he does this. What is your uh, approach from your concept to implementation? Do you sketch things out? How do ideas come to you? Tell me the whole process. Um, you know, it's not that, it's not that, um, I, I really don't have a formula for it. You know, it's like things come to me, they come to me from watching film, from traveling, from listening to music, from seeing somebody walk down the street. Like I never know where inspiration is going to come from. And, and, you know, I, I just absorb all this information that I'm bombarded with daily and regurgitate it as like a, a photo shoot. And, you know, honestly, I, I really don't have like a method to it. There's no method to, to my madness. It's just, it just kind of, you know, I just like vomit creativity. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> well, that's good advice to our young up and comers. Just vomit creativity. Have another drink. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not, it's not so random. I mean, you know, I mean, I, I am conscious of like absorbing things and, you know, like I, I consciously seek out things, you know, inspiration, um, you know, and I just meld everything together and, um, you know, and then ideas come to me, and you know, and then, you know, I just execute them as a photograph. Now, you you moved to the S when you when you were twenty years old. Do you remember what your first two weeks were like in the U.S.? Oh, yeah. Was, <laughs> it, was it a blur? <laughs> they, they were rough. Well, my first two weeks, my first like my first two decades actually were pretty rough. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, you know, I mean, I just, I moved to the, I moved to the States, you know, with the dream, with 300 bucks in a dream. And, wow. um, you know, I, it was a very long winding road to, uh, before I 
you know, was able to implement my dream. So it was, you know, it was, it was rough. The first couple of, first couple of weeks were, were very rough, sleeping on people's couches and, you know, begging, borrowing and other things, you know, in order to uh, feed myself. So it was, um, it was rough. And but, I, you know, I mean, it was, it was, it was exciting. It was an exciting time for me too. It's, you know, like everything was new and, 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 you know, the possibilities were endless. And it's all about the hard work, and I can't stress this enough to my listeners because we have so many listeners in the entertainment field that come to L.A. They think because they're an Instagram star that that's enough. Right. Somebody's going to come knocking on their door. I'm going right. to give myself six months. <laughs> yeah. right. Right. Good luck right. with that. Yeah, right. exactly. <laughs> Nothing is an overnight success, right. and no. there's no days off. You I like, to hit the you know, pavement. you exactly. said it takes decades, and I do believe that. And then yeah. you went, you were nice, and you went back to two weeks, but it, it's not two <laughs> weeks, my friend. <laughs> it's not two weeks. It's at least a decade yeah. <laughs> of yeah, a I lot of hard work, work. Yes. Yes. And I'm still working on you know like I just I, I still don't feel like I'm there you know I'm still putting in the time but it's 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 a you know it's just a constant lifelong effort yeah now you I agree you you got a camera as a Christmas gift which is what inspired wow. your whole work behind the camera you had worked as a model for about 10 years um do you remember what the first pictures that you took with with that camera were um yeah they were of um the Grand Canyon I was in the Grand Canyon like I literally opened the box like on my way to the Grand Canyon, my camera, you know, the camera came in a box and I, I tore it open on my way to the Grand Canyon. And I just took a bunch of pictures, a bunch of landscape shots of the Grand Canyon. That was that was my first foray, foray into photography. It was a while actually before I started photographing people. You know, I'd shoot like inanimate objects. And then I started taking dolls and like creating little little uh, tableau, little vignettes and stuff with, with dolls and dressing them up and stuff and photographing them and compromising situations. Oh my goodness. <laughs> There you go. Those are the ones I want to see. Hey, you might That's be a playwright. Need. I think you're a playwright. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. And you know, I was, I was, I was definitely uh, doing some, some strange storytelling. <laughs> well, and now you take That's those compromising positions with real people. So we love you <laughs> for that. Um, you, you kind of were private with your private life, and then all of a sudden we saw you on A-List uh, New York, which is a reality show from years ago. It was one of Logo's first forays into reality shows. It caused such a stir when it hit the scene, because it's like, oh, God, gays. And you were so different from the rest of the cast, and all of the fan emails that I received, and all the comments, and you're laughing now, because you know, you were like, oh, is this what I wanted to really do? <laughs> Be honest about your experience being on a reality show. You know, I'll, I'm going to be honest. I, you know, I, I was, I mean, I was sold a different concept. Kind of, you know, it was, it was, it was. Welcome more to about, reality TV. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, I, I mean, I, I you know, I, I kind of knew that. You know, I mean, after watching obviously reality TV, that I was getting myself into something that you know I may or may not have any control over. But you know, I mean, I was sold like it was like an aspirational show, of, like gay men like living their lives and you know doing great things in in New York City. But you know, of course, that went out the window the second we started taping. Yeah, um, and the the you know the bitch fighting ensued. But um, it was um, it was you know I mean I I did it I did it because I I, I don't know I don't know why I did it. You know, to this day, I really, honestly, I mean, you know, I, I tell myself that I did it because I wanted to have a platform to be, you know, a voice in the community. And I, I did use it to a certain extent for that purpose. But, you know, I mean, I don't know. You know, when somebody says, hey, you want to be on TV? Like, how do you say no? Like, I just Exactly. I'll be on the yeah. Channel 5 News if I can cause a stir. Like, <laughs> and I'll watch you. <laughs> and you write a play about it. Yes, you will. Um, <laughs> 
but Mike, but I think people really got to understand who you are, and I think it really did help you. But then you were on other reality shows, such as America's Next Top Model, where it was all about your talent and your expertise. Also, RuPaul's Drag Race, which now is just, I mean, it's become a life in itself. Now in mainstream programming, I mean, that has to feel pretty good to be part of those shows. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's it's been amazing to be part of, you know, especially Drag Race, you know, which is a pop culture phenomenon. And I, I knew it was, and, I, you know, I was very proud to be part of it from from the beginning. I knew I knew RuPaul was onto something great and big. Um, but, yeah, you know, I mean, like, it's, you know, it's, I mean, reality TV, that's another thing. You know, like, I'm all about the experience. And, you know, when, when I was offered the opportunity to do, um, a lot of things in my life. And, you know, when I was offered these things on, on TV, I just, you know, I just wanted to have that, live that experience. You know what I did and I enjoyed it and I, I've actually moved past it. I, you know, I, I keep reality TV to a minimum right now. Yeah. So I don't do any at all anymore. Um, you know, and that was very, you know, I mean, I did that purposely. I just, I, I just want to, you know, I just kind of wanted to go back to anonymity. I moved out of Manhattan and I live in the middle of nowhere now. And, um, you know, like on a farm and no, I just hang out with nice. my, dog cool. and my partner and, and, and I lead, lead a very um, humdrum life. Um, but I wish I could have your humdrum life, by the way, rubbing shoulders <laughs> with the elite on your little <laughs> farm there. <laughs> yeah, it's um, I mean, that's that's, you know, like moving moving away from the city and, you know, stopping, you know, ending my reality TV career, you know, gave me a lot of perspective. And, you know, I took a year off actually when I moved out to, I live in down near Princeton, New Jersey now. Yes. And, um, you know, when I moved down here, I just, you know, I just was so burnt out on everything and disillusioned with everything. And I think everyone gets to a point in their career, especially in entertainment where that happens. Um, so I just wanted to distance myself some from it and I've gotten a lot of perspective. So I feel like I, I'm being reborn creatively now, like everything that I do, um, I do it with a different set of eyes than, than I did before. And, um, yeah, so, I mean, I, I, I just, you know, I, I, I keep a low profile and I mean, the only time, the only time I sort of come out to, to, um, do, you know, to promote anything is, is for animal rescue and, you know, which is why, you know, I'm, I'm here today to promote this calendar that I, um, that I shoot every year that helps. Um, a multitude of animal rescues. Love that. Now let's talk about this calendar. <clears throat> of course, I bought mine the minute it came out. Um, this and, yeah. Oh yes, that oh, one. Hello. Where are the doggies? Where, where are the hounds? <laughs> oh, those are hounds. <laughs> Release the hounds. Oh, there it is. Release the hounds. Nice. There it is. So, Mike, talk about because the calendar has has been around for a few years. It's called Heartthrobs and Hounds. <laughs> Yeah, well, it's changed names over the years, you know, like just to, to spark, re, you know, to renew interest in it. Um, initially, it was called Hunks and Hounds, <laughs> and last year it was called Pecks and Pups, and this year it's called Heartthrobs and Hounds. Mm. And um, I don't have you know, really good pecs, but you should still take my picture. Oh. I, I love, okay. I love dogs. That's from play, oh. playwright Oliver. So you, you <laughs> and I want to okay. be in the spinoff Huskies and Huskies. Huskies and Huskies. That's a good one. I'm doing playwrights and pops, so you're in. Oh. Nice. I like it. Yes. I like it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> this is a contract. We're yeah. just, we're just signing a contract. History unfolding. Um, but talk a little bit about your interaction with, with animals. Why are animals so important to you? I um, unexpectedly adopted a sweet pit bull named Oliver. Actually, that's him on the wall back. Oh my right? god! Oh my god! That's you guys, my this name. is such a small world. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm Oliver. Oliver. <laughs> yep, um, I adopted him like five years ago, and 
you know, I've, I've developed such a, like a deep connection with this with this dog. I mean, I, I, I have a hard time. I call him my kid because he's he's like my child. And and we have like, a you know, I just have a very special bond with him. And he's he's um, opened my eyes to, um, you know, to to I mean, he's he's I, I've always been empathetic towards animals and the plight of animals. And, you know, I used to cry when the lion would kill the gazelle on National Geographic when I was a kid. So, <laughs> I, uh, that was me. I did the same. Yeah. yeah. So like, I, you know, I would never step on a bug or, you know, so I was very I was very um, empathetic. Already. But when I adopted Oliver and, and developed this relationship with him and, and started doing research about dogs and rescues and. I just, you know, I found it was such like an overwhelming, daunting problem that, you know, people just treat animals, specifically dogs and cats as inanimate objects and accessories. And they'll, they'll, they'll buy a dog, you know, and um, yeah. when they get tired of it, they discard it. Oh, and, yeah. you know, it's it's, yep. it's heartbreaking yeah. to me. So, like, I just felt like it was my, you know, especially since I adopted a dog and developed a deep connection with him, yeah. that it was my responsibility to, you know, change that dynamic and to bring awareness to, you know, the plight of, of discarded animals. Dogs have a loyalty and they have a life of their own. They have they a do. thought process. Unlike yeah. cats, I can't stand cats. If you had a cat calendar, you would not be on the show. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I have a yeah. cat and a dog and they both have personalities. They do. But dogs... They don't like each other very much. Are you a good witch or a bad witch? No, a good witch or a bad witch. But yeah. they were still good. Um, but dogs are special. Dogs are, especially with humans. I mean, Oliver's written two books about it. I mean, it's it's they are... Because they re they are they almost do rely on you like children, right? Like the bond that happens between a yeah. dog and its owner mm -hmm. is it really is kind of crazy. That like even even if it gets like abused, right? Because even if the dog gets abused, it yeah. still continues to have this bond with the. That's what makes it so sad, Absolutely. right? Yep. Yeah. Well, you know, I did a lot of I did a lot of research on animal behavior and specifically dog behavior, and um, because they've been domesticated for so long it's ingrained in their DNA to, mm -hmm. to rely on humans. Right. The minute they're born, they know they have to, you know, um, they have to interact with humans. So they, they've learned, you know, it's in, ingrained in their DNA to recognize um, micro expressions on your face and mm -hmm. to be very intuitive to, to things um, that humans do, mm -hmm. whereas mm -hmm. other animals are not because they're not domesticated. So, um, so that's why like there's, there's been like, you know, there's such a deep connection between dogs and humans. Um, is because they basically, you know, all dogs, most dogs are domesticated and they rely on us to survive. So and we, that's what we have, we have to do our part and, 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 you know, care for them so they do survive. And yeah. we can talk to our psychic, our, our medium. All dogs do go to heaven. They all go to heaven. <laughs> they sure do. I have, to, I have, I've, I've had two rescues actually. So it's really important to me that to, when I get a dog, I rescue them. Yeah, I think that's really important yes. to, to, Very to point much. out because, um, right. it, it, you know, there are so many breeders and so many, you know, uh, and, and, and it just, if you have $2,000 to spend on yes. a dog, donate it to the rescue. Please, yeah. And then go rescue a dog. Well, there's Amen. actually, there's actually, Amen. and there's a lot of breeders too, like when they, they don't get the perfect dog, they just drop him in a street it's somewhere. It's horrible. Oh, You know, my because God. it's not the perfect dog. And, and the dog that I got is two months old. You know, I got him at a shelter. I'm like, two months of a pack of three, two months old. And how could someone just drop them because they're not perfect? So yeah. that's well, important. That's, that's, what, that's, what, that's what I learned in the, you know, in this process is that yeah. 
People assume that if you're going to pay $3,000, you're just getting a better quality dog. No. Is, no. It's not On true. the contrary. Believe me, I paid $3,000 for dog, most, most, nothing. Most <laughs> good behavioral and physical traits are bred out of dogs just to have an aesthetic look. Right. Yep. Um, right. So, so, like, a lot of them have health problems. Yep. Exactly. You got so, it. So you really want to get a dog from a rescue because they go through screening and they, you know, and then once they're rescued from, pulled from a shelter, yeah. they, you know, they receive medical attention and yep. behavioral attention yep. and then they make them fit for adoption. So, you know, like you're, you're, it's luck of the draw with a breeder. I want to speak and, up for hybrids because like people, they're smarter and they're better looking. Yeah. People go and spend $3,000 on purebred or whatever. And I, I don't even know what that means. It just, it means nothing. It, it means nothing. Mean it means nothing. No. It means you have too much money to spend. Send well, then donate it. Donate it to the shelter. My mother will be mad at me when I speak, but I I call myself a mutt because I'm a mutt, and you know I'm a hybrid, and so many of us are. That comes with Cheers, brother. Great energy and, and grace <laughs> to you. Brother. I'm Italian Puerto Rican over here, there so I'm go. a true hybrid. Here. <laughs> uh, we we have German. Uh, over here too, kind of German. German Mexican. That's nice. where the temper comes from. <laughs> no, no, I'm Latino, and I'm German, and German. too. Yes. <laughs> How does that even work at Thanksgiving? Good what books. do you serve? No, I stand German at attention. German chocolate cake. I stand at attention until the turkey comes. Marlene has told me. Yes. <laughs> um, uh, Mike. Yes. We got so many emails about you uh, being on the show. People want to know, uh, how is diversity doing? Diversity is such a hot topic, and we're going to talk about this from stage and also mm -hmm. screen. Please. What is the state of diversity in the modeling world? Oh. It's funny. I was just talking about this earlier today. It's, um, you know, it's, 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 it's broadening. It certainly is broadening. And it's, um, you know, personally, like my, my perception of what, a, you know, a beauty standard specifically in the fashion industry means has broadened greatly you know i mean i work with i mean i work with you know such a wide variety of models all different shapes and sizes and age ranges and ethnicities that um you know i mean i'm a big a big supporter of diversity i mean i'm a mutt too you know i'm a mix of like so many different things i you know i lost track but um you know so it's, it's important for me to encourage you know diversity through you know through my work as well so i i, I um I see it broadening, you know, and I do everything I can to broaden it. Well, certainly. And you being a spokesperson and inspiration to young photographers, young models, um, thank you honestly for everything you do. A lot for the pet community, but also a lot for the LGBT and beyond uh, community. Um, Mike, we, yes. do, we do a little game here called Rapid Fire. Okay. I'm you, ready. You just have to answer. <laughs> I'm I, I, I already know it's coming. Go shoot. Have a oh, drink. Yes. He's good. Have a drink first. And then at the end, you have to stand, stand up. Stand up, please. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually going to add another question to this. Okay. If I answer all the questions correctly, I, I, I remain seated. For every question I don't answer oh. properly, I'll, I'll stand. What's a personality thing? Does so? he have pants on? No, no that's the whole point. Oh, welcome to On the Rocks. A lot of talent, very little pants or shirts. We're lucky he's got on a shirt he's today, got, He's got on these. He's got on these. Mike Ruiz, someone, yes. someone you would refuse to photograph? Um, somebody I refused to that I had refused to photograph? No, no, no that you, you would. would. Oh, that I would refuse to photograph? Oh, Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> uh, uh, that'd be such I a hot ticket, I met him once. Uh, 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 Marlene was like... Uh. Weinstein and Terry Richardson. It's all coming out about him, too, now. Oh. I don't know if you've been hearing about him. But. To be honest, uh, I thought you were going to say Trump. I thought me, too. 
Oh gosh. Well, yeah. I mean, I would never shoot him. But do you I, like orange? I, I actually worked with Melania like years ago. Well, well, she's a I didn't know you did porn. Um, oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Um, bump. No, the good thing about Mike is he can make everybody classy. Um, who would play you in the movie of your life? Oh, who would play me in the movie? Of, oh, mm, I don't know. Benjamin, Richard Gere. Benjamin Brad. Benjamin Brad is good, yeah. I'd like that. I would say Benjamin John Sandler. We'll say Benjamin John Brad. John who? John Sainz. Somebody very handsome. Like, nobody looks like. Oh my God, he's hot. Yeah, Sorry. Mike, <laughs> we're all salivating <laughs> over you, Mike Ruiz. <laughs> Mike Ruiz, what is the most embarrassing song on your playlist? <laughs> um, oh gosh, it's got to be a Britney Spears song. She's so not like, that oh, embarrassing. Which one? Yeah, 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 we we like to, her. We Look what you made me do. Which one? That's, that's Taylor Swift, yeah, actually. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's how straight Oliver is. He's missing. There you go. The, yeah, the story of my life. Oops, I did it again. Oops, oh, I okay. did it Oops, again. Oh, but, but that's good. It was at a Macy's uh, float. Anyway, uh, microwaves, you being so fitness conscious and you're so, you know, what is your binge food? Pizza. So what do you order pizza. on your pizza? Everything. Like as much cheese as I can. I'm trying to, I, you know, I'm trying to wean myself off of animal products. You know, it's part of my, my, my effort to save, you know, the animal kingdom. You, you can't see me, but I just rolled my eyes at you. But <laughs> I'm but I, I support do, your I, choice. I, 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 I pile the cheese on. But lately, it's been vegan cheese, so it's good. Sit down. Calm down. <laughs> no, no, no. Mozzarella. I, I like Our Mozzarella. very hot psychic is is probably going to have a pizza with you. <laughs> Microwaves, what is no. one of your biggest pet peeves when working with a model while you're shooting? Uh, that they are on their phone constantly. Oh, oh gosh. Like on set, like texting and tweeting and posting. And, oh, no. You know, that's the, the, you know the, that, that, that environment of like constantly creating content drives me crazy. I mean, I, I do it because I out of necessity, but you know, like when when I have a task at hand, like when I'm shooting somebody, it drives me nuts when they're like trying to create their own content while I'm trying to create mine. You know yeah, what I'm saying? I see that. Yeah. All right. Uh, so let's give our listeners uh, what is the website for Heartthrobs and Hounds? Well, the best way to get it and the easiest way is to go to furfriendsinneed.com. So it's that's one one of the rescues. And there's a direct link there to the sales page. So it's Fur Friends in Need. Just the way it's spelled, you know, it's spelled the way it's... Uh, fur the way Friends it's, in Need. Don't get it mixed up with Bear World Magazine, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I have a lot of Fur Friends in Need. They have an editorial by the same title. LA. Oh, yeah. Furfriendsinneed.com, yeah. So that's where they can get the calendar. Mike, literally, I've been, I've been such a huge fan. And literally, thank you so much for everything you do, not only... Uh, for the modeling world, you bring some reality to the modeling world, to the LGBT world, to the Latina world, uh, to the and photography. to the doggy world. Yeah, and to the doggy yes. world. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The doggy world. Look, I'm wearing my Pitbull t-shirt. Oh, Higher. you tease. Higher. Higher. Yeah. Higher. Yeah. Higher. 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 <laughs> I'm wearing the same ones. I can't even breathe. <laughs> Mike Ruiz, <laughs> please come back on the show many, please. many, many times. Please. Thank you so much for having me. We love you. Bye, Thank Mike. Thank you. Bye. Bye, Mike. Have a good night. Bye. Bye.
<laughs> so sweet. He's a sweet so guy. So sweet. So you guys are late to coming, so I didn't get to go over the outline. We're going to get in-depth, so don't think this is just no, no, all no, like, no, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. no, 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 um, no. Let me formally introduce my guest co-host, and let's get the show on the road. I'm going to buy that calendar for my daughter. There's a though. bonus <laughs> month, too, by the way. <laughs> she's in New York, right? I mean, yeah. come on. She's pretty close. She's going to love it. Mm. <laughs> uh, let me formally introduce my guest co-host, Jay Fraley, actor-photographer, uh, has starred in about every theatrical piece you can imagine, and this is why <laughs> I love that he's here. From small black box to big productions, uh, South Coast Rep, everything. Great. I have seen him naked more times than my own exes. We worked together for nine years at the Rude Gorilla <laughs> Theater Company. I had the pleasure to be directed by him, and I had the pleasure to direct him in Equus uh, when Ooh. he went into Act Two during That's Act One, play. which is a really good play to do Ooh. that for. At oh, rehearsal, yes. please. Okay. Not a performance. Okay. There are no rehearsals. Everything's a performance. Listen, he was just experimenting. I was just looking for. It was a new on purpose. Ending, yes. You know? Horses into the are beautiful. Yeah. Let's see New what happens. Let's see what happens if we started in the middle. Right? Yes. That's what I was thinking. He's had a lot of middles. Uh, Jay's <laughs> photography and graphic design <laughs> capture moments in time, and his project, the Halloween project, which I love, catalog the costumery and the pop culture of the West Hollywood Parade, which always puts out the best parade mm. for it ten does. years. Yeah. And when you look at his work, you see what was hot that year, in terms of. Uh, drastic topics like HIV mm. to like the blind melon to uh, to everything. Um, and so I'm so proud that he's here. And the memories I have with this one are many from cast parties <laughs> to me bleeding in your Prius. <laughs> oh dear. Ooh. Bleeding in the Prius. Somehow, yes. I don't remember that one. <laughs> no, what did you do? <laughs> it was when we went to I'm Miss... Rough. I'm rough. <laughs> I think no, he no. watched his Kitty. car. <laughs> yeah. We went to Miss Kitty at, at Dragonfly, remember? I do remember going to that and um, I somehow, I didn't even know, I skinned myself. Anyway. Um, uh, to me, passing out in his guest bedroom. Uh, welcome, Jay Fraley. <laughs> He's a good friend. Yes. yes. Mm -hmm. Very good friend. Some applause. <laughs> also, welcome back to the show, uh, Scott Cruz. Scott has a long career in the spiritual world, being a medium clairvoyant with clients around the nation. He's booked until December. No stranger February. to the... Uh, oh, now February? <laughs> <laughs> No stranger to the entertainment world, he's also a singer-songwriter who writes, arranges, and performs the vocals and instrumentations on all of his tracks. Um, also, Bravo TV personality. You have uh, Real Housewives. They keep bringing you back every season. You keep being brought back. For obvious reasons. <laughs> well, no, because he What's predicted a huge... He's adorable. I know. Aww, I know. Thank, thank you. Hello. So nice. Name on the banner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes. Okay. Um, he just released his latest single, Rescue, on Domo Records. You can check out his videos and music on iTunes and, and YouTube. This is why you guys are here, to keep me in check. Um, <laughs> is that what we're doing? I don't. Yes. <laughs> I just like watching you. You're amazing, so I just love watching. So I burn so many. I, I could go to the gym for two hours and not burn as many calories as I do now. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> so, You're going to be so skinny. <laughs> From your mouth to God's ears. <laughs> Jay, before we really get into depth and when we interview Oliver, consummate player, Right and Marlene, who's been in everything that we love. Um, Jay, Halloween is so important to you. Why is it your favorite holiday? Uh, I think it has to do with the theater background. I've always loved costumes. I love costume history. Uh, they fascinate me. And then I went to the Boulevard in 1989 and saw all these amazing costumes that commented on the times and the politics, and I thought this has to be recorded. Mm -hmm. So yeah. the, the 90s was the black and white series that I did for a decade, and then I went back to shooting on the Boulevard with color. 
So now my work is more color oriented. Oh, nice. Is that that there? I also want to play a picture of you in a Hello Kitty Thor outfit. Oh, God. Oh, yes. Don't do that. No, we have to. Who are it better? This is the Hello Kitty because you also dress up. Yeah. So last year I decided to dress up. I normally don't do it. And I actually only wore that costume for an hour out of the entire evening because I was shooting the rest of the night. But I did venture out in that little. Long enough for someone to take a picture of you, right? Yes. <laughs> and Chris, go go it back to the other picture. Because <laughs> you you actually went to Halloween seven years ago with Thomas and me. Oh dear, it's gonna yeah. get worse. Uh, <laughs> it's the picture. Oh, Marlene Mar 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 said. Oh, no. those. No, no. <laughs> it was one of the ones that you already played. What? <laughs> Before th that one, Chris. <laughs> that there, one, there, 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 that there. One, yes. So that was Halloween when it was actually at the Hollywood Cemetery. Right, I remember right, that. And it was in the mausoleum. Cool here's you showing some leg, and here's Thomas yes. and me. And we didn't even know it was Halloween. We just showed up that way. Um, but I want to talk about your project, which is the West Hollywood Project, because, you know, it, it, it's so beautiful in the way you shot it and that it was people on the boulevard that posed for you. Yes. But when you look back 10 years, you forget what was popular and number two, how much we've changed in, into terms mm. of what's important to us. You're not kidding. Um, so we have a collection of your photos from that. Kind of walk us through about your approach to that, how you got people to pose for it, mm. and what that project meant for you. Well, the first year I did it, I went to the boulevard and recruited people back to my studio. And I had to beg them to come back and redress into their Halloween costumes and, and do a formal shooting. And that was really difficult to convince people to do. So nice. in 91, I decided to take it to the street, bring a backdrop, bring lights, bring volunteers. And I set it up right across the street from the Abbey. And I shot there for the next nine years. Wow. And by the end of the event, there were two three-hour lines waiting to get their photographs yeah. done. I, honestly, in the hopes of getting uh, the, the project published, that was one of my goals. Um, and, uh, and, and like you said, it, it definitely documents the 90s, everything from... Uh, uh, politics to um, yeah. crimes, murders, politicians. It just covers, they covered it all. And, and of course, that was the, the era of the AIDS crisis. And so there was a lot of commentary oh, on yeah. that with the costumes as well. Well, and the AIDS crisis affected you very personally, especially in no, the I theater world. I think it affected world. all of us, but yeah, sure. for sure. Yeah. What was one of the most endearing things about doing that 10 year project? Any, any stories that, that stand I, out? I think for me, the greatest satisfaction I got was the people's uh, respect and love for what I was doing within the community and, and the support that I got from the community. And, you know, there was one guy that came for, I don't know, seven or eight years with a different costume every year. And the last year, he knew it was my last year, and he came dressed up in drag with. He was a giant drag queen camera, and he had had every photo of his wow. that I took going through this giant oh. camera. That's awesome. Wow. Wow. That's, a That's great awesome. Idea. He took you through cool. your life. He took me through <laughs> my project so cool. for yeah. sure, yeah, and, and documented it and then shared that as his last costume. So That's that amazing. His appreciation. So from here on out, I think the show is going to take, like, we're going we're gonna to get down to the nitty-gritty about a lot about society, about Let's what's happening it. right now. Jay, we have a playwright for over 30 plays <laughs> uh, who's created some really interesting, provocative, thoughtful pieces. You coming from Austin, because we worked together for nine years, um, and we have some really funny... I was not the most professional back then. <laughs> <laughs> I don't and, believe it. Uh, yeah, and uh, <laughs> now it's different because... 
Oh, because my name's on, oh, right. <laughs> on a banner. Right. The billboard. Right. Right. Yeah, it's his right. name behind you. And you have liquor, too. You also have liquor. Yes. This makes everything upgrades. Um, but I, I got to see you evolve for the nine years we worked together at the theater company. Mm-hmm. You did so many different roles, and we did pieces by some really provocative writers. Um, and now you've moved to Austin. What is the theater scene like in Austin? Well, uh, actually, the the thing that um, is ironic about getting to meet you folks tonight is that um, the Austin scene right now is very interested in uh, cultural diversity, and uh, we have a lot of uh, uh, people in the Hispanic community that are bringing a lot of th- uh, theater to the forefront within the community right there in Austin. Nice. Um, Rudy uh, Rodriguez is one of the young directors in Austin that's doing amazing work, and uh, we have a theater there called uh, Rude Mechanics, which is also uh, now of international fame and, and have brought a lot of uh, performance art to, uh, uh, to the international scene through Austin. And Austin's known, the theater there is known to be uh, alternative and a little odd and a little weird because that's what Austin's Austin known weird. for. And also, because Austin is the live music capital of the world, what's really engaging to me in the theater community there is the fact that they often use live music in the shows that don't necessarily require it. They just find ways to to incorporate it into the productions. It's, it's really quite, the perfect quite, marriage. That's it, what it Oliver's yeah. known the for. He loves putting music yeah. in his yeah. pieces. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Your next piece is all uh, Ricky Martin. Well, we've ha- we have some. We I, I think we, we have do. To put, we do. We do. We have some Ricky Martin, and now we've added like a, another some Bobby layer. Brown and some. Juan Luis Guerra. Guerra, yeah. I if mean, you, um, the, the Latinos I have a few tracks. who are listening. Yes, yes, it's mostly yes. Judy Garland, but it's still. very romantic. <laughs> it is very romantic. <laughs> it doesn't end well, but it's very romantic. I mean, it's well, Lorca, for God's is. sake. Yeah. <laughs> Romance never ends well. No. <laughs> no, ever. <laughs> We're all burnt and no. cynical, tortured right? and <laughs> tortured abused. Souls. Yeah. Uh, but thank you so much for joining the show of because we've pleasure. been through so many different theater pieces. And a few other things as well. Well, yes, a yeah. few drunken phone calls. And You're drunk. <laughs> you've never been drunk. He'll no, have like a seven, like, oh, God, I have a headache for 10 years. I'll call you in 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, Scott, we got a lot of emails from your last, um, uh, from your last appearance. What is a session like you or with you like? Because you do a lot of Skype and phone calls. Yeah. How can you get this psychic medium well for me it's just like you're reading energy anyway so mm-hmm. it's like it, i like not being influenced by body language or you know physical personas so when i asked you to do a reading on one of us you're like no because people will think that i already did research that i whatever. did research yeah. them and yeah it's it's, it's so I, I like being the whole blind aspect and not knowing and not being influenced so it's well, you're blind it's, i've seen your very blind my exes like, whoa what has happened there <laughs> i'm sure they're not listening <laughs> so i thought it was halloween i thought it was <laughs> I thought that was what's yeah. happening. so blind they don't even exist anymore so is it? Let me ask you. Is it better just to have the voice? It's actually yeah. It's, it's so I don't even impressive. need the voice. I mean, I could even do the emails, but that to me, that's too. I like to be personal. That's a little disconnected. You know, it's just yeah. too. Di- I still can do that because you know when someone projects an energy to you, you can definitely read that. Absolutely. You have to yeah. feel it. You got to feel it. You got to feel it. But you know, sometimes people try to block you on the phone because they, they're comfortable not being seen. But mm. I can say you're getting in the way, especially when I'm channeling spirit. I'm like you're getting in the way. Your thoughts getting away, and then they're like, "How'd you know?" I'm like, "What's my name?" <laughs> <laughs> so, but you know, it's it's. I always tell people they say, "Well, how can you do it on the phone?" I say, "Well, the phone's connected, right? How do the phones connect wirelessly?" So yeah. my brain is connected to your your brain wirelessly too. Well, not so much the brain, but reading your energy. It's so interesting being his friend because he has all this going. <laughs> he blocks me, by the way. Oh, yeah. I do. I'm like, you do not surprise. need to see what's going on. In I my don't head. want you to read that. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I'm not an this. open book. I believe in this. <laughs> yeah. 
This is a good well, thing. Well, I'm, well, I'm are. on, you know, I've, I've experienced certain things, and as we get older, mm-hmm. life changes for us. Absolutely. And what was black and white is not black and white, and we have so exactly. many feelings, and we just don't know what's happening. Uh, but what I love, Mike said, he was involved with reality TV, and he was like, uh, just saying his name made you drop that yeah, pen. pen. You know, oh. I dropped more than you that. Know why? Do you know why? So he can go over there and pick it up. Exactly. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. Could you pick up my pen? <laughs> I swear to God, on Jeopardy, if you ask him a different question, he would just bend over and pick up his pen. <laughs> Excuse and me, sir. Like, yes, double Jeopardy. Alex Trebek. Yeah. But you took from reality TV because you were featured on two seasons of OC Housewives. They keep bringing back your clips because you predicted something that caused a shift that's still on every season after that. And they found out that your prediction was true. And it really, not that your fault, but it ruined friendships and it it showed (laughs) truth. But no, but (laughs) the work of God. I'm I'm just uh, the the show (laughs) and the reality of that show. But Vicki Gonvalson, I'm a huge Bravo TV, kind of dissed you this last week on Watch What Happens Live. Wow, wow. Um, and you chose not to respond to it, whatever. And, you know, we're so social media hungry. I would yeah. have taken that and I would have tweeted everything I can, but you, because you value your craft and you value what your long-term goal is. Well, you know, people, I, it's, I'm surprised it keeps getting brought up in the show, but it's the thing is, like, I'm not a sensationalist. So those things, I went on, I did what I had to do, I came on again. You feel what and, you feel. Yeah, so I mean, it, it caused whatever, and it's still they're still flashing back because I think people are in denial, and, and it, it came true and so forth. But to me, I'm like, I, why do I need to engage in that? You know, I agree. Followers, so. and Oliver doesn't even have social media. No, trying he posts to tag me. him is like trying to get me to be straight. <laughs> it's just <laughs> nowhere, no how. No, I feel well, you. Uh, and yeah. we're going to end the show tonight with your, uh, as a musician, as your top four awkward music moments on stage. Fun. <laughs> Very fun. Not of my own, but of oh, celebrities. Yeah, so <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather than be of My your pants own. fell down. You know? <laughs> oh, well. Ratings went Oops. to the roof. All right. Let's formally introduce our guest, uh, Marlene Forte. Woo! Close to my heart. This is her return to On the Rocks. After decades in the industry, uh, Marlene is one of those familiar faces that you have a trouble putting name to, but you've she's seen. that girl that was in that y- yes. that that coffee girl. mate coffee mate. But she's played them. Um, she's been a well, she's been a mate to you. Uh, yeah. I'm <laughs> a coffee maker. Wait, running say, right now. I say I don't mean to interrupt, but my sister, she saw that you're gonna be on. She's like, I'll tell her I love her. Oh. So she loves you. I got a lot of emails. Fear the walking Lisa. dead. Lisa, yeah. hi, Lisa. Thank you. I more have than to admit that more my, than fear my the walking dead comes from fear as well. Um, and I thought your performance in that series was amazing. So people do and know quite you. Quite heartwarming. Thank Wait you. till you yeah. see her on stage. <laughs> well, here's the thing, and there's some uh, from. Uh, Blood, blood wedding. Yes, blood, blood, blood wedding. There's a oh, few blood match. Blood match. There's a few clips there. Yeah, yeah. And I see you're acting so different, which we're going to talk about. Um, uh, but you've seen her uh, on TV, Altered Carbon, APB, which we're going to talk about. That I hurt know, my heart. That hurt me too. Justin Kirk. I know. High special effects. How could you go wrong? Mm. Uh, the Fosters. Peter Page was on the show. Which uh, I'm, st- I'm still doing. I, yes. I'm going back at the end of this Peter month. Peter Page was just so inspiring. I love everybody on that show. Good, because I love you. Oh, I know. Crossing Jordan, a George Lopez show, Mentalist, Law and Order, Bones, Daybreak, oh my West God, you're Wing, going back. ER, Lost <laughs> Castle, House of Pain, 24 Community, Criminal Minds. and Secret Life of... I haven't gotten there yet. <laughs> <laughs> what I mean is, like, this is a working actress. And, of course, her reoccurring role... In the reboot of Dallas, and you know Charlene Tilton is a huge friend of On the Rocks, and I love me some Charlene too. 
And your scenes were just like, It's so funny. Uh, Brenda Strong and Marlene Forte. Isn't that funny? It's that kind they of work together. Do you, you see it? You That's see your it? Caucasian yeah. alter ego. Uh-huh. She's six foot one, and I'm five one. Wow, She's really oh, cool. The yin yang there. Yep. <laughs> also, AMC's Fear the Walking Dead. Uh, just a household face. On the movie side, she played to my heart. I'm the biggest Trekkie. I have all the uniforms. <laughs> Transporter chief in that in that big climatic scene. I almost killed him. Well, Chris Pine almost died. <laughs> I think that's why they replaced me with Scotty. <laughs> well, and uh, yes, <laughs> but the reboot of uh, with J.J. Abrams, which we're going to talk about, like how he directed you, because that scene, though brief, was just so, and it goes into multicultural. You were the chief transporter, and we were seeing the transporter room for the first time in yeah. a in a long time. Yeah. Don't oh. put a Cuban in charge of that. Yeah, <laughs> that's what happens. That's what happens. <laughs> and a lot of emails that we got uh, from a lot of girls. Uh, that thank you for the inspiration from being in Real Women uh, Have Curves. Yeah. Um, mm. And of course, Curve. opposite, Kerry Washington um, in Our Song. I've played everybody's mama on TV at this point. But here's the funny <laughs> thing. And then you did, and we're going we're gonna to look at your trailer, because or you're real. Because then you did A Haunted House with Marlon Wayans. <laughs> oh, I have no. mixed feelings about that. <laughs> this is a little different. I still can't watch it. He, he hasn't watched it. <laughs> I'm married to her. So I, I can't him, look at that. I told him to. not to come. I'm just like, no. babe, this is just a big old joke. <laughs> I had but, so but much funny, fun. But you're still in like, how many people saw that? It was like number one when it premiered, and I it was know. that. I got it's really so good. many texts from everywhere. Well, and you got like pool number two. Hmm. I was. And of course, <laughs> Tyler Perry's uh, A Single Mom's Club, second time working with him. Yes. Next year, she's going to be on stage with award winning playwright. Oliver. Meyer. 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 But it's the sequel to Blade to the Heart, which was your first Blade to the Heat. Blade to the Heat. Blade to the Heat. Sorry. <laughs> and let me it's tell nice. you, and just Guys. going back about AIDS and stuff, it, it, it Blade to the Heat took place in the 1959, 1960s. And, yeah. it, and so it, it's in real time. This is 20 years later. Mm. It's about 20 years later. And That's it's in right my notes, girl. Oh, you're, you're shit, moving I gotta hold. Okay, sorry. No, no, no. I, I, I'm teasing. You run the show. No. Ay, pues, dale. No, um, Marlene runs the show. <laughs> But, but I, I just when it. you I said that, that, I thought it was lo- because what happens is it brings it up to 1980, so it hasn't been named yet, mm. and it's still around 1982. Well, in the 80s, right? When I was born. So, yeah. So and and PD is the still year boxing. That AIDS was named. Yeah, we didn't. Yeah. It was the year it was named. Yeah. So and Pete PD Quinn is still boxing in his 40s. Too old to be boxing, mm. but you know, still beating himself up. This is such so, drama, though. Yeah. This yeah. is such drama, mm-hmm. and like. It's real you drama. did so much theater during the 80s. Like You can speak to what was happening mm-hmm. during that energy and time. Blondie and Madonna and all Pat that Benatar. stuff. Pat Benatar. Pat Benatar. And, yeah. Laurie well, Anderson. Music is, is such a big part of you. Um, let me finish introducing you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just want to say, uh, Marlene Forte definitely uh, provides a shining example she of does. how women can make it in Hollywood on their own terms. And we're going to talk about diversity and being a woman. Love that. Because it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. Oliver is a native Angelino. Do I they am. really exist? Yes, like, who's a that's Born who you want to go out at with. The actually, Hollywood Presbyterian, because yeah. they know all the places. To and eat. then you fall in love with LA. 
Mm. Yeah, the natives are the best. Out yeah, there. they're so so great people. The natives. Mm-hmm. I'm from it? here. My so. umbilical cord is buried in the Hollywood Hills. <laughs> <laughs> so just tell me this, because I couldn't find a good Mexican restaurant last week for a date to save my life. What's the best Mexican restaurant here? Good really? for a date, not well, to eat at, because I'll sit down and Ixta. Ixta. I can't even say it. How am I gonna? It's it's downtown. You, blah, blah, blah. It's near the uh, train station. Good margaritas. It's an amazing oh, Mexican food. Ixta. X-T-A-A. Yeah, X-T-A. I'm going to get it for you. I promise. Let's just do like a double date and I'll bring that Okay. And then it's hot. It's a great, the best master. Yeah. Oliver is the author of nearly 30 plays. Thank you. Including his newest, The Sinner from Toledo, adapted from a short story by Chekhov, and Blood Match, inspired by the play Bodas de Sangre by Federico Garcia Lorca. And there are actually bits on YouTube with that, and it's such a magistry. It's not just the drama, it's a pageantry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, upcoming and uh, is members only, the sequel to your very first national breakout, Thank you. Uh, Blade to the Heat, about a gay Latino boxer in his 50s, opening at LATC. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Um, his pieces cover history, taboo stories. And this is what I love about marginal Americans, people that come to America, they're everyday people, where we glimpse where we are presently by looking at the history because we see these same themes coming up and mm. the same personalities. By putting in history, it makes it people more a little bit more comfortable mm. probably. It's true. He has created the new tragic hero, which I believe. Um, he has also written the libretto for the opera American uh, Tropical, as well as words for several sung pieces with orchestra. Associate professor with a tenure and associate dean of strategic initiatives at the <laughs> USC School of Dramatic Arts. It just makes some noise for USC and lots of parties. But here, but, but I get <laughs> home really late at night. <laughs> but all you have to see is the student films, their viral films, yeah. to see the love and adoration, which we're going to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, his new play, Yerma in the Desert, opens later this year, directed by wife which we're going to talk about. How does that work? Mm. Marlene Forte. (laughs) It's about the elite university, the faceless people that actually keep the structure running. Race, immigration, gender, inequality, sexual orientation. It's going to be a current snapshot of L.A. and the rich and the Trump. And... The Trump. As an added benefit. We're not political on the show, just so you know, Oliver. La Trump. Um, And with Ricky Martin music throughout and a lot of other Other traditionals. Um, he will soon get to work on a play based on my life titled Yo Soy Un Baracho. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome. Guapo. I gotta look that up. Un guapo borracho. We guapo. We have so much to talk about. Um, we got so many emails from struggling artists that are now fighting with diversity. We saw at the last Oscars, mm. diversity was such a hot topic. And I'm not racist at all. So when I say this, it means it without racism. He calls. I know where you're going. I'm not, <laughs> I know where you're going. Diversity meant African American. I know. And right. then we saw the small percentage of uh, Asian, Latino, yep. and Na- disabled right. actors. Native American. Yeah, right. I think that's the the way it's been for a bit for a minute. I'm sorry. I, that's I don't think it's new. I think 
I and, agree. And I and I, agree. I you know, and I say this all the time. We don't have our Tyler Perry. We don't have our Oprah, and they are in the foreground. For you know, they're they're up. And if you and it's a pecking order. It's the African American community. It's the Latino community. It's the Asian community. And the you're right. The uh, um, um you know the American community, the original American community. And is the the we are a voting community. Yes, strong voting community, and that's what's giving us power. And we just have to take it back. We've got drama in our lives. Oh, hello. You have drama even getting getting to the show on time. <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> um, what does the Latin community need to do to increase our visibility and to then make that name for ourselves? And then we're going to get off Latino. We're going to talk about filmmaking and playmaking and all that. But this, I got so many emails about this because we have so many actors that are just like, what do I do? How do I sell myself? And Marlene... You've done a lot of, and I don't want to say stereotypical roles, but you have played the Latina. Yeah, and you've I, done I it play well both. because yeah. you turn it back. You make fine. I'm going to play this, but then I'm going to be this drama yeah. and make you think. Well, wow. I give her levels. I just decide that you know, I, look, stereotypes are believed in uh, are are based on reality, and the truth is that I have no problem playing people in the service industry, <laughs> um, as long as they are full, complete human beings with. You know, all the neuroses and everything. And I make sure that happens. I don't care if it's two lines. I'm going to come in with a fully developed human being. (laughs) Um, And I think, you know, I think, and I'm going to say this again to all the young people, it's just own who you are. Because at the end of the day, these are the same words. These are the, they give you sides, and everybody has the same exact words. And the only difference is who I am. I am going to say that Marlene is going to say it very differently than Oliver will say it and very differently than you will say it. And if I own and dig in who I am, curly hair, short and all, um, then it's unique because it's mine. And that's what I say to, you know, just dig in, you know, find that thing that makes you (laughs) uniquely different and dig in and just make it loud. (laughs) <laughs> be real. Be real. Yeah. Embrace, embrace it. You got to embrace yeah. it too. A lot of people don't embrace their uniqueness. Well, they try to figure out what they want. They don't know what they want. Do you think too that so sometimes give it to give them something. Make a choice and give them something. Right. You, you know? think sometimes they're they're looking at say the media and what's on television and so forth and different characterizations that they feel like they have to kind of be another character instead of being no, themselves. No, to I be think I think the biggest I think you know? the biggest problem that I see is just trying to figure out what they want. And yeah. and and again, you know, when you walk in a room and I and if you've ever been casting on the other side, we really do want to s- cast this. Right. So we just but but make a choice and and and. You know that I think now it becomes this. Yeah, now is the time we're in this. Like, make a stand, and that means just you know, make a a, a distinct choice, not mediocrity, not the middle of the road. I'm going to play it safe because I don't know which way they want to go. They don't know the way they want to go. And I think <laughs> and and network decisions are being made by younger and younger people right. that don't have this steep into like the history and is like who our icons were and what the energy was. Can we take a look of your Please. Work? Yes. What do you got? I want to show a little oh. of the diversity. She um, sure is here. pretty. Yes. <laughs> I love that you guys are so in love with each other, by the way. 13 years. Yes. And and walk us through. We're going to keep your... Okay. Best decision is I ever made. Is Christopher with you? This is Dallas and Carmen. Have you heard from him? No. You bring immediately to the screen your feelings. Someone's calling to say that he's been arrested. 
We're hurt. We're Okay. Mama, I will call him. And I think it's the theater okay, that but you, I have to go. you create pauses in your performance, which is what makes the audience respond. Mommy, the poor guy's gonna choke. Come at the mijita, look at him. He's too skinny. So, where are you from? Evanston. Grew up in Evanston. My father still lives up there. I'm so sad that show. Me too. Yeah. Close. Teresa says I you're like a your daughter. <laughs> She's amazing. Rockets, robots. Oh, There's him. Okay, you said it. Mateo here, he gets straight A's. School says he's gifted. You take hey, all the right pauses, which She's is a nice theater, lady, but She is confused and very willful. She's the real deal. You have a nice I didn't know you were in uh, Code Black, by the way. So That's my you. favorite show. First season. Awesome. Dementia. She have a good heart, but she wanted to go out for the day, like a field trip, and we don't do that. But she don't take no for an answer, <laughs> I so she swallowed with her. the money. What do you mean she swallowed the money? She took a bunch of coins and <laughs> swallowed them. They're inside her right now. Why don't you just give her a laxative and wait it out? Now that she's here, she's here until she passes him. But you already knew that, didn't you? We have so many patients and not enough staff. I can't be taking her to the toilet every five minutes. You think we can? Call us when she's ready to get picked up. I love this country. <laughs> I love this scene, by the way. Things happen when you are an immigrant. Is there anything you could tell me about who would harm your son? No. Not Mateo. You look so different, by the way. And yeah. 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 people have yep. a problem with Victor sometimes. He is the sabelo todo, the wise ass. <laughs> Mateo's the good boy. I've worked with a lot of actresses, and I've never and met anyone like Marlene. So it's a different approach to every role. You can see the energy. The well, energy is different the from States. Fear the Walking Dead. Well, it's they're all different people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, she inspires me. Time, well, she calms you down. Mm. She's hot, too. <laughs> 15 years old, with almost no food, no water, no shelter. And he smiles. And the way they're producing, it's hard to like get in the moment. Like in theater, like we that? we get the opportunity to get in the moment, don't we? Oh no, they don't give you that. No, that's TV. That's TV. That's different. That's you can't be method on TV. You Marley, have to show up ready to go. I got a lot of emails asking, "What is your approach to script?" So you get the script from start to do it like highlight your lines, and because you've been uh, a guest on a lot, and then you've been like a starring role. Well, you know. Uh, <laughs> It's so different than theater. Uh, television, especially now with all the secrecy and stuff, sometimes you just get your scene. Hmm. And that's all you get. Um, they change the names, too. Then they change the names when you're auditioning so they don't know who you're... I mean, it's you all... You know who you're playing with. This secrecy business doesn't make it any easier for an actor. Um, so I just... You know, it's funny because we talk about feeling, right? I use my ovaries a lot. Like, I just, I, I, I read. <laughs> I said that to a gay man, and I just, like, recoiled. I support oh, that. I, I support that. It's, I, 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 I just feel like I, I, I just want to know who this person is, right? Like, you know, you notice my accent changes a little bit. So yeah. just how long has this person <coughs> been in this country? Where does she come from? And, and that's important for me, too, not to sound... Like to 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 educate the different um, rhythms that we have. You know, APB. I was Cuban. Carmen is Mexican. Um, in 
that one with NCIS, I was from El Salvador. So, you know, you have to, because it's, I don't get mad at people anymore. They're like, just give me an accent. It's, and that's changed. You know, that has changed from in the 21 years that I've been together. But I think as an, as an actor, it is my job to get it right and maybe educate the person that doesn't know, right? And it's just that means the only way I can do it is by being it. I got to tell you, sometimes she has to translate. And it's a real drag. Yeah, that's another thing, but that's a whole other thing. What do you, mean, you mean translate for scripts? What, scripts for other people? Yeah, mean? well, oh. no, for like your auditions, okay. like to be spoken in Spanish. Sure, okay. She ought to get a writing credit. I know he says that because <laughs> he's, he's the writer. But I, again, I rather do that than have you know. Oh, listen, I hate, I hate, I think it's against, and I and I, I've gotten to a point in my in my career where I just don't do it. Mm. I'm like, if it's in English, I'm going to give it to you in English. And then when you book me, you can hire someone to translate it for me. And it works sometimes, and sometimes it doesn't. But I just, at this point, I can actually take a stand about stuff like that. Um, but, again, then i rather th than get, like, a Google translation. i rather give, okay, where's this person from? Right. Let me, you know, do a little bit of that research. And it's funny that you said, like, the pauses and stuff. Um, I think you just have to let it breathe. You have to let your scripts breathe and let there be breath in in you know in your because we don't even now the way I'm speaking you know we just don't speak right. in a rapid no, well, don't this, know what this the is end of the sentence yeah, is we don't know what we're going to say right. you're saying <laughs> my show there. though even on the show is like yeah. rapid fire and now yeah. we're like sitting down and talking about this yeah. it's very insightful mm -hmm. and then it's there's like an energy about yeah. it but I, I really go with my gut more than anything. I, I'm not again because because there's so little that they give you. Um, not it's different in theater. In theater, you have you know weeks to rehearse and mm. you get together. You don't get to rehearse with your scene partner except when you're in front of the camera and it's a camera rehearsal. Now you know you you you, you hopefully you're in the makeup room and you go hey you want to run these lines with me and but you Somebody, you have to go out of your way. Nobody sets that like up for you. The question is like how do you and this is so elementary. That's not an insult to my listeners. No. How do you get yourself to just cry on cue? I am. I, I, you know, well, She's I heard. very good. Well, okay. I heard um, Julian Moore say this once. And I have. The other thing is I've. About I've, the English patient? No, no, no. Oh. About about what she says. No, because somebody she asked her that. couldn't cry on the English patient. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. She I, couldn't cry. Oh, that's interesting. And they interesting. had to. Because uh, they had like a helicopter burning. And this was before CGI. Yeah. They had to literally stop production because she could not cry. That's interesting I that, that she, I never heard that story, but she did say that for her it's extreme pretend. Now, if you're a method actor, it's the word pretend is not even, you know, you can't pretend, it's got to be right and truth and all that stuff. The key is extreme. And and if I, for me, for this actor, I've learned all the method and the, the, the all the different types and I've gleaned what I need to do and depending on what I'm working, I use. Method doesn't work in the theater. And and I mean, in the, in on stage, and especially on TV. Yeah. You can't be like, I'm sorry, I'm not feeling it. Give me a right, minute. Right, right. You know, that doesn't work. So I am a craftsman. I take my, I do it different. Each thing is different. Radio is different, you know, than... T radio is different than television. Television is different than film. Film is different than TV. So I've learned all the different things, and then I apply it to that. And for me, it is extreme pretend. If I truly believe that my son is dead, I'm going to cry. Mm -hmm. I promise you. And now, how so do well. I do that? I don't know. Maybe there's a little psychosis person in me. I just, I really can get, I can... It's like you're channeling. You're channeling I just, the stage. I, I can believe, I, if I truly believe the situation that she I'm in, like in, in Dallas, yeah. 
if I truly believe that my son is missing mm-hmm. and I'm looking for him, I'm going to be able to get mm-hmm. there. I, that's all I can say about it's that. It's a little bit magic. And Jay, like, tell me about your actor approach because I've seen you play so many different types that are not your life at all. Well, I, I was going to say this, too, as well. Into the microphone, I, I, sweetie. It's radio. radio. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say this as well. I also think, and I hear this a lot from my friends and people, that today uh, I think TV is entering a renaissance age of oh, quality absolutely. in terms of what we're watching. And I hear more and more people say, I don't go to the theater, uh, to f- films, movies anymore, because yeah. TV is so good. Mm-hmm. And I, I see things that are elevating the quality of TV. Yeah. But I do have to say, in my little experience in, f- in TV auditions, that you are the outsider of a very a well-oiled machine when you're coming in you're as a, a cog. guest actor. You're a cog. You're a little piece and of the puzzle. And, yeah. and, and I grew up watching TV, so to me, I love TV. I know there's different types and there's structure. stock characters mm-hmm. and structure. So I, I see, even if I just get that scene, I go, oh, this is exposition. Oh, oh this is the moment where I have to... not cry, but I have to let the audience empathize with this person, right? Or I don't think about crying. If I thought about crying, I couldn't cry. Mm. You have to go in in and be the outsider and come in and nail it the first time you go in. You get two takes, honey. I am, I mean, there's a joke that Marlene's the one one take wonder. The second one is for, because that's all you get. That's all you get. But that, that is why you come back to the theater. Yeah. Yeah. Because you really want to invest. Yeah. And you want to mentor. And you want to be with a new group of people. And I you do. want to For bring me, them yes. forward. Yeah, I do. Because the future is really about us. I mean, even in this room right now, who we really are, our stories, our stories deserve to be told. But that's what you write. You write from history to tell who we are now, right? Yes. Um, That's my job. Oliver, Cornell, Oxford, Columbia. Smarty pants. (laughs) (laughs) All of this education, when you met her, you sent her a card. I went crazy about her. That's (laughs) all I can tell you. You sent her a card a few months after the retreat, uh, plane ticket, (laughs) right, card? he He wrote me a play. And he was like, uh, he wrote me a play. And, and then I got a call, and he was like... That's what I do. It was from, um, what's Matt's theater company? DSU Flores. It was the Black Dahlia, la- tiny little black box. And they're like, yeah, Oliver May wrote this new play, and like it being it. And I was like, oh, he did it. I mean, when he met me, he was like, I'm going to write you a play. And I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> And uh-huh. he did. I might he have did. had something he else in mind. His, like, oh, his okay, reputation girl. did precede him. I'm like, mm, I heard <laughs> that one before. <laughs> but uh, but he actually did it. And uh, and it was so much of, like, it, we spent that weekend together at Labyrinth Intensive, my theater company at Labyrinth. And it was three days. It was three days. Oh, you remember. That's all you it have took. notes, don't you? Hello, I'm an amazing host. For three that. days, I spoke and it spoke It was a spoke. walk in the rain. <laughs> it's, his, it's his picture on the camera. And we went to a gazebo. Yeah, listen, he's getting into details. But you tell me about your, because you fell in love with her. What was your response I'm to still him when love. he was so... Well, he was, first of all, Oliver Mayer from Blade to the Heat. And, you know, all the girls and the actors were like... Did people assume that he was gay writing about a gay person? I I did. Until they met me. When I met him... He's fashion conscious, (laughs) by the way. No, I know. I make sure I dress him nicely. Um, (laughs) Thanks. Um, I, I, I thought he was gay. 
when I when I first met him, I was like, but I didn't know what he looked like. I'd never really seen. I don't. I'm I'm horrible. You know, I'm terrible with media. I don't Google people. I don't. I just show up because both I, you guys are awful. I know. Media. I know. I know. I know. Oh God, I'm about Paolo, to. My, I'm from my the manager's 19th listening. Century. Going, don't I'm not even from the 20th. Are, Jay Freddy, you are too. No, see, yes, you put us all together, didn't you? Yeah. This will be <laughs> the <laughs> lowest rated show in <laughs> Uncle Rock's history. We don't know anybody. None of us know no, anybody. No, no. <laughs> Oliver, when you win the Pulitzer Prize, they're going to pull this. this there show. you go. That's then right. I'm going to get the. I will <laughs> thank you from the podium. <laughs> <laughs> he will when he says things, he does them. He wrote me that play. I'm very loyal. <laughs> well, I'm loyal to you. So yeah, I was I was a little more. I mean, I thought he was hot. I mean, look, you know, he's he's not bad to look at, and tall. And I'm little. I was like, oh, you're very different than what yeah, I thought. Yeah, says I'm going to write a play about you, and then they do it, and then it wins. You know. Yeah, and then and then we get to do it, and yeah. So so it you know I was like okay okay maybe he's you know growing up and more serious. Oliver, <laughs> Oliver, I got a lot of questions for you. I'm ready. You have a very deep passion as a teacher. What are some of the biggest problems with our youth? And what are our youth making in terms of, like, I want to be a, 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 a playwright? Wow. Good question. It's two separate. Yeah, I, I, I love the theater because the theater is a place to be real. A theater is a place to put down who you are like a chit and really you know, like gamble with it. I mean, let's have some stakes. Let's really put our skin in the game. You think the kids do that? No. Mm. <laughs> I think they ought to. Mm. And I believe that I should. It's taken me a lot of years to do it. But I believe that we have an opportunity in the live theater to come together like a congregation, but a little bit like going to the whorehouse too, and to come together and be real with each other about what we really want, what we love, who we hate, the passion. who we want to be. This play that we're working on right now that Marlene is directing. Co-directing with co-directing, Edgar Lange. I would love really to know how this works out, by the way. <laughs> well, it's a good question. But she's doing a great job. The, the play is really about people living now who feel invisible, who feel that they don't have, I don't know, prominence, mm. who are not in the picture because of what they do, because of their skin color, because of their sexual present preference. It's, it's really upsetting. And when I go and write this material, I get upset too. And I have to put myself right in that situation and then Marlene has to direct people to go there, don't you? Yeah. And I feel like our our audience is going to have a cathartic moment when they see that people in their lives are not getting the attention they deserve. Well, it's the misrepresented, right? It's like people that you don't see on stage. And that's My kind play, of part of urban theater movement, too. Mm. It's the people Our that company is yeah. so diverse and so cool. I love urban theater movement. I wrote this play for them. But I wanted to talk about people who, in this case, I'm really dealing with custodians. I'm dealing with people who... Our Department of Public Safety, people we don't look at, 
but people who take care of us. It's the service people. You know, other mm. than my wife, I think my custodian would know who I really am. They know what I really eat. They know, you know. They clean oh, your toilets. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God they don't talk about me. <laughs> <laughs> and those they toilets. tell you stories. So Boy, if they were on this show right now, they'd say, Oliver. Oh, Jesus. Oliver. So I make a point of trying to be a friend to such people. And well, in this play, I tried to talk about their lives as they really live them. We got an email about lots of sympathy. Mm. Oh, wow. Somalian refugees. Mm-hmm. How do you tap into hmm. Somalian refugees? It's one of my favorite, favorite plays of his. It's that was not a hard the one. M- most popular, no, by the way. No, but it's one of my favorites. I even had to go on stage. <laughs> but one of my lead actors didn't show up one night. But how did it? It's a tubby, how tubby thing. I forgot about that. <laughs> I want to come hang out with you guys because I feel it's going to be like just like there's going to be hippies everywhere, just like they will be. smoking pot and writing poetry. <laughs> All right. Yes. No, but, but I want to know. It's like it's not you don't just write about the Latino community. No, I don't. It's about people displaced. Yes. Yeah. I'm curious about other people and the lives they lead. Mm. And I'm really interested. And I feel it's my job to try to be open to them. But you also you find the common thread in all of them, right? So it doesn't matter if it's a Somalian refugee or a Mexican refugee or the Cuban. Pers- or Cuban refugee or the, the, the custodian at, you know, the universities mm-hmm. that are, you know, surrounded by future Trumps. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so it's, it's, I think he just likes, now that I've known him long enough, I think he just likes to... Re- well, it's like you're giving them a voice, too, to your work. Yeah, I mean, and I'll yeah. say it right now to all of our listeners. We're under fire. Mm. I mean, we're having fun. We're having drinks. But we're under fire. And at any one point in the next few years, I mean, everything we love is going to come into question. So not to get serious or anything, but, you know, be ready. Be ready when President Pence comes into no, office. Be ready to vote. Be ready. <laughs> When everything you love and everything you've fought for is under question. And, you know, hit the streets and go to plays and don't give well, up. Well, theater has always been the... Uh, well, it's the voice. From the cradle where we walk. Yes. You got that right. You guys, I love you guys. I love you too. We love you too. I love you too, even though I just met you. <laughs> I love this love show. Love all around. I like this show. It talks about stuff. Things. Well, not usually, though. Honestly, this <laughs> not is usually. Every time I'm here, two-dimensional show. <laughs> but I'm going to say something. You know, as a playwright, Last week we had porn stars. Yeah. Hey, a, there's a well. Place you know, for that. if I were writing porn, I'd feel the same way. But as a playwright, um, you know, I'm trying to write about the world, and I only have a short time. But when you find an artist like Marlene Forte, well, my God, you can really do things. You can really he move. Yeah, I, I write plays for Marlene because I know what she can do. And I know how she can move people. And even make a change. It's not quite like Clifford Odette's back in the day with Awakened saying, let's go strike. I don't know if I want everybody to strike. I don't know what they want to strike about. Well, but Marlene. I do know want, I want them to feel something. And I want them to take charge of their lives. Yes. Marlene, you have a lot of fans. People are saying, theater... That you don't get paid for, no. or like screen acting, and you have played a lot of stereotypes, and that's 
I do both though. I do the I do uh, I do television because that's really where the money is. T- film, you know, there's money, but there the, is the no money in what t- I do. TV, TV is the money, and then I go and I um, can give back. It's my community service, right? Like I like the dogs, you know. And my thing is to really um, find like that's why I'm part of Urban Theater Movement now. It's just to try to. You know, I got really lucky with Labyrinth Theater Company because that's where I became an actor. I was an English lit major, and Lab was just starting out. And I got lucky enough to learn from people like Sam Rockwell and Philip Seymour Hoffman and Gary Perez and David John Ortiz Zayas. and David Zayas and Judy Reyes. And these are my the people that I became an actor with. So at this point in my career, I want to do the same thing for I was a single mom. I didn't take acting lessons. I couldn't do this. If, mm. if it wasn't for the t- right time and the right place, whatever it was, that, I don't know if I'd be an actress today mm. because it, it aided me, and I think I, it's my paying forward, right, to, to be able to represent my, my species correctly. <laughs> you know? <laughs> species. <laughs> I, I just love that you're so open. And Oliver... Uh, your relationship with your dad, it was very tough, but your dad was emotional. You have been known to be very temperamental. <laughs> temperamental? <laughs> his years Ask at Mark, my wife. Wait, wait, wait. Though, but his years at Mark Taper uh, were responsible for Angels in America, Master Class, some of the biggest names. I learned. I, it was really, you know, here I'm, I'm a but professor at USC. But we have a temper in theater. But I learned so much from those artists, Tony Kushner in particular. But, um, you know, they showed me how to be an artist. They showed me how to take charge, how to look at the world, how to try to get an audience to be real with itself. And I'll never forget it. You guys, that's what I love about this show. We just (laughs) just share stories. All right, rapid fire. Who wants to go first? Marlene. Okay. If you could go back and recreate any film role, any, not f- any film role, I already know that I have ahead. done or not done. Oh. No, 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 any from classic any. Hollywood, oh, regardless of Eve. race. All about Eve. She's oh quick on. She's quick. See all about she's quick Eve. Eh, hang Dashi. on, it's gonna be a bumpy night. Right. <laughs> night, my friend. Night. 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 <laughs> no, I'm, I'm gonna jump in because I think that movie with Paul Henry, where the, he smokes the two cigarettes oh, at the same just, time. That's the one. Voyager. <laughs> now Voyager. Yeah. She this is my now rapid fire. Oh, I love, yeah. Uh, I could totally see that. Right? Let's do a reading. All it's right. It's pretty hot, right? <laughs> if you had to enter a cooking contest, what dish would you, because we know you can cook. Fricasse de pollo. I have no clue. What it's you chicken fricassee. What does that mean? It's a Cuban dish. It's like a it's chicken really good. stew. Oh. Uh, oh it's so you make fr- it well? Oh, yes. <coughs> All right. Mm. <laughs> what was your favorite TV show growing up? Welcome back, Carter. Aww. 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 I did. <laughs> what is your, your <laughs> the face? The face. I'm like, uh, the face. show was so not funny. I know, anything. but I liked Vinny, Vinny Barbarino, I guess. I don't know. Nah, she likes Jewish guys. She liked Carter. I, liked the, I did. I kind of like Carter. <laughs> Jewish. John <laughs> was so cute on that show. I don't know. How old was he? 21? Oh, 18? So. 19? <laughs> Underage. They used yeah. to call me John Revolta. <laughs> <laughs> Growing up. Isn't that me? John Revolta. <laughs> <laughs> Who is your dream female co-star? 
Ooh, um, don't say Meryl Streep. No, no. Oh, if uh, you mean that I've worked with or that I would like no, to work with? No, that you want to. Dream, yeah. Oh, that I'd love to work with. No, not Meryl Streep. Actually, you know, I'd like to work with Rita Moreno. Ooh. I love her. Mm-hmm. She won't come on the show, but I love her. Yeah, but I'd like to work with <laughs> she her. She might now. Yeah, <laughs> she w- yes. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> uh, what is your biggest pet peeve? Actors that don't show up prepared. Mm. Oliver, which play would you like made into a movie? Wow, what a cool thing. Buried Child by Sam Shepard. No, your play. Oh, of mine. (laughs) (laughs) See there. Sam Shepard, wow. Yeah, Yeah, he's dead. (laughs) (laughs) Dead, dead, dead. Dead, dead, dead. dead, dead. I'm still alive. Which one, one of your plays would you like me? Yerma in the Desert, the Ooh. one that we're doing right now. Up. That would be a good one. It would be really hot. We have a really, really Real. sexy company. and Well, timely right now. It would be timely. Yeah, I think people would really like it. Who's the biggest member of society that goes on underappreciated? Uh, member of society who's under underappreciated? Because you write all your plays about... People that are struggling. Who is Father the Greg Boyle. A priest? Here. Yeah, Father Greg Boyle oh, here in East Dallas. Priests have their things paid for. You want to do something <laughs> no, else? No, but he does so much work for the community, for our community in East LA and in Boyle Heights and all that. Let, let me, like, who is the person that works? Who is the least worker that we appreciate? I would ag- say, like our play, the custodians who clean up after us. Mm. You know, the I people really who say, really they cleaned up after me. Yeah, yeah, I, I would say that. I'm. That's I'm why he wrote Yerma. Really deep into <laughs> this right now, I think that they know who we really are, and they have the decency and the respect to keep it quiet. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it's like that one day without a Mexican, which you know, I wasn't crazy about the movie, but the truth is that if we went one day. Just one day without the service people, and they are those immigrants that we want to get out of here. Hmm. This place would fall we apart. We would not function. <laughs> we would not would be, be able to function. It would be a bad day. It would be a bad day. When you direct somebody in a play, what is your biggest actor pet peeve? Wow, good one. The ones that don't get his <laughs> words right. <laughs> well, here's the thing about yeah, like theater, and you can probably talk about like theater used to be like. You speak every line, but now it it's used like, to oh, be. Let's see. No, it's no, not. No, 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 no it's not. I disagree. I well, then I tell me. No, no. I haven't been invited to be in a play. I think in a respecting long the world. written word is is important. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. My wife can tell you I'm pretty easy about that. No, I don't. I'm not. She I, gets, I got, I got mad at him once when he went up, and I was like, "That's not what you wrote." We did a play together, and about nine days before our opening, our main actor got a TV role. So she looked at me, my wife looked at me and said, you're up. And it was my turn. Who was going to do it in nine days? Look, I said, you know it. And I had to go to Miami. You guys have a, like a radio show right now. I had to play a Cuban in Miami. And my it. wife had to play my sister. And, and my wife was directing me in this role. And I had to learn a, sh- a crap load of lines. You wrote them. And I didn't really have them all. And she got really <laughs> mad at me. <laughs> oh, my God. I was like, are you kidding me? That's you, not what you wrote. <laughs> His own life. <laughs> and I had to deal with this woman who I went to sleep with at the end of the night. And try say that to right. do, you know, at least a modicum of something that she would still want to sleep with. 
<laughs> that was well, you fun. know, we, we don't paraphrase Shakespeare, so why should no, we why paraphrase, should we paraphrase any writer? I agree. And let me Every, tell you, you don't do that on... You don't do that. But wait a minute. You don't think the writing has changed? That writing is just like, get let's get no. scripts out? No. No. No, no, no I disagree. And on TV, you try to do that? And do it to a song. It's good. You, I mean, no. it works in all arts. No, no. You can't do it to a song. I mean, your I, lyrics I, are very no. special too. Very, well, yeah. I mean, but same thing with that. I any come type in and I'm like, um, what? No, no, right. no. That's radio. Everything, everything, everything. I say. Everything goes. Also, Hashtag. That's radio. Everything you've said tonight is special. Special. You're special. Special. Oliver, you your guilty pleasure on TV that you would Ooh. hate for people oh, to know that you're watching that MMA. It's true. Oh really? Oh, that's I very hate sexy. It. I hate it. He watches that without me. That's pretty typical though. Like I wait till she goes to sleep and then I watch. I MMA. like boxing. I love boxing. I, I was I a like boxer in my youth. Yeah. She likes that. But when she goes to sleep, I do MMA. Who is your hall pass? Ooh. My hall pass. Your celebrity hall pass. We don't have any. <laughs> I can't the say. The question was for him. Oh, absolutely. I want you to say. Go ahead. I'll tell you yes. mine. Good question. You know which mine is. Who is it? George Clooney. Okay, George Clooney. <laughs> That's a boy. No, I... Are you oh, well, you... Oh, my God. Something. You do it. What's yours? I don't know. I like uh, a lot of people. <laughs> I don't know. That's a really hard question in front of my wife. Wow. I like that, though. You nailed me. But hot pass means that you've had this. You've never had this conversation. We've never had this. He looks stunned. I don't think he's... He doesn't want one, because then I get one. Yeah, I don't want one. You see how that works? (laughs) What was yours? I just said George George Clooney. George Clooney. Calm down, everybody. (laughs) I have a lot of things going on. (laughs) All right, so we're going to finish the show with the top... Four awkward moments oh, in gosh. musical, and everybody has to comment. In where? In what? On, well, on stage. Oh, 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 great. Oh, great. Because we're talking about the theater, yeah. because music is such a big part. Of course it is. How are you guys going to work into the Yerma? Is it a life? Uh, you got to come and see the show. Do you know that I really also hot. sing cabaret? and <gasps> I have Oh, we have a cabaret to do with too. you. Hey, could you sing It's Did My Prerogative? Really s- it's my prerogative. <laughs> I would bring it down to me. Nice. But I That's right. You got to own it. Yes. No one here to guide you. Wow. Okay. I'm never oh in that show. Into the woods. I want to be in that show too. You knew that. Well, he was the you prince. You were not alone. Yeah, I was a prince too. To, oh. No one is alone. I love that. So probably I'll be in your next show. Anyway, yes. <laughs> Four it. top Love awkward it. music moments. Four top, and other know, than this, uh, other than this, right? <laughs> My fourth is every Miley Cyrus performance on the Bangers tour. Can we show some pictures there? Uh-oh. Isn't that awkward? Yeah, but oh. I oh, think. Oh yeah, but that's but what let's it is give now. our feedback because I think that it made her famous then. It did, but you know, it seemed to for me it seemed very contrived because I feel like it was a little put on too much. But who contrived that? Nobody thought Miley was going to do that. I really? don't think it was. You don't think that was awkward? That, that to me, that was kind of awkward. No, a little bit awkward. A little bit awkward. I think that's subjective. I'm with, I'm with you. It Dude, worked. I don't think that made her. F- I think Wrecking Ball made her famous. She was ready. For wrecking Ball, the well, song wrecking, wrecking Ball made ball her famous. With her doing that wrecking, she was on that Wrecking Ball yeah. half naked, right? Yeah, I yeah. That, that I was okay. It. I, I admit, that. I like that. I like that. I like My that. thing was the tour, not so much the song and video, because I think that was great. I thought that was cool, and she was, you know, one of them before that. But I think that I don't think the tour really added much to her. 
That's where one people do. Well, that's that could be subjective. Number number three, you might agree, is the R. Kelly national anthem at the Taylor versus Hopkins fight, two thousand five. We yeah, got a clip of that. Weird. Wait a minute. When you said this to me, I didn't know. So let's, well, let me he, see. Let's you, take a look. You'll see. Yeah, you'll yeah, see. Yeah, yeah. Where is? Where is? Chris, help us out. Come on, clap your hands. <laughs> this is the national anthem, by the way. I recognize it, kind of. That's the National Anthem? <laughs> Not quite Marvin Gaye. Just, it went a little gospely. Right. But there were people, like, dancing. It was so weird. I mean, we could have did it from an earlier part of the clip, but it got very gospely, and I think it was very uncomfortable to watch someone perform the National Anthem testifying. Um, that was number three of my list. <laughs> number two on my list, which you all know, is Sinead O'Connor back in 1992 when she was on SNL oh, ripping the picture I of the remember. Pope. You remember that? Yes, I do. No, I want your way, opinion. Yeah. By the way, yeah. that's one of the pe- costumes from the 92 Halloween series. A girl dressed nice. up as Sinead O'Connor with the piece of Pope. Yeah. Actually, I, th- I still got a big crush on her. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she was a very much act- children activist. <laughs> She's a child. You hear me saying? She's hot. I mean, she was a children's activist, so I think at that time, she, her in her perspective, She's not ever hot. Well, <laughs> I think then. I mean, you know, her perspective, she was very much like I said against children being a children's activist, but also felt that the you know with the hope and all that within religion and and you know what was going on with children that was her her perspective at that moment in time, which is why she did it. Well, it so. was her. It was her protest. It was her protest, but it was also very awkward because no one clapped. She was very she brave. There, but it was a brave, well, brave it was, moment. I mean, think about before that. I mean, that yeah. was a nobody had done anything like nobody that. Nobody had done anything like that, especially in 1992. Yeah. But SNL now, now where she, is all about, She tore like, the Pope's picture. Yeah, live yeah. on TV, yeah. I'll never forget yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, that's what we're talking so about. So that was very awkward. Um, you ready for number one? The number one? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Wait, 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 but you saw a lot of those costumes, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, that year. Oh, oh, that year. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. yeah. What he captured is so... I want to see it. Yeah, yeah, it's like documentation. It is. A, it's a documentary I mean, of the decade. Yeah. Seriously. Costume, costume history. Yeah. That's what it is. It's costume history. It's awesome. What we wear is who we are. <laughs> Certainly. So I'm live streaming from halloween I could barely put any effort. I don't even have a costume. I don't even know what I want to do. Anyway. You, we know what we're going to do. You I'm going to show it. up with like... You had too much vodka. We already planned this. It's Bullwinkle and Rocky, right? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was us one year. <laughs> <laughs> was <it really? laughs> yeah. That's cool. That's cool. <laughs> All right. Number one is uh, the Ashley Simpson uh, lip sync fail on SNL, where she, I don't know if you guys have known, she was uh, about to perform a song and uh, her backing, her vocal track came on and she just skedaddled off stage. Oh, I no, let, let, I didn't let, see no. this. Oh, what? Left what? her pant. Yeah. Talk about real performance. Talk about theater performance. Are you kidding me? Watch. And so she does a dance, and she's like, oops. Was she and drunk? Walking what up. the no. heck was that? And walked right off stage. I'm not feeling it. But her voice is singing. It's so funny. So, well, you didn't catch. I think it's good with the clip. We didn't catch before that is like her vocal came on like first her vocal came on first when she was about to lip sync oh. 
So she got caught. So like she's she lip-sync. got mad and she so, walked off. And it was the wrong song. So at the end of the show, she said, sorry, guys, it was the wrong song. The band started. She blamed the other band playing the wrong <gasps> song. I was like, if they played the wrong song, it's your song. Sing it anyway. You would sing know what the freak to sing. So yeah. as a performer, you don't leave the stage if something goes wrong. You show your personality. So to me as a performer, awkward and offensive. <laughs> Right? Uh, <laughs> yes. And we actually have a little preview. We have a preview of your last single, Rescue. Oh, yeah, great. Oh, let's awesome. see. Yes. No, preview. let's hear. Let's, let's hear. judge. Let's hear. Let's you judge. There inside of you. Your love inside always That's our mistress cut. Wow. Blues. This Bronx accent is there. Love it. That's a hit. about that it's weird he's weird well, he's weird. oh that it was at caesar palace that, oh, uh, that was leonard cohen's the best no we yeah, actually we actually went to see it and and it was weird that it was at caesar's palace because it just doesn't but you know at, at, at that age cohen? it doesn't match him caesar's yeah it didn't palace? match it, it didn't match him, match him. yeah that's but it was weird. a great concert that's weird yeah. I still, yeah. marlene that had an audition in the morning and she could only see half the concert and she had to go to the no, airport that's okay. They saw the rest of it. <laughs> <laughs> what, what? What, what? What, what? what? Jay. Yes, ma'am. Where can people find you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, 
J Michael Fraley Photography dot com. J M Fraley on Facebook. Don't ask me about the other ones, Twitter and Instagram. I am on it. Why are I you so <laughs> embarrassing moment? <laughs> oh, this is an embarrassing moment right now. Oh, do I have an embarrassing moment? <laughs> or do like I remember somebody, like a celebrity? Janet Jackson or something like that? That Come was on. an embarrassing moment. But that was planned. That was planned. Uh, yeah, it's not embarrassing. Uh, uh, it's planned. I think the first time I saw Miss Rodriguez do On the Rocks was the most embarrassing. <laughs> My <laughs> Miss <laughs> <laughs> <Ms>. Rodriguez. Cat's <laughs> out of the bag now. Whoop, whoop. Not even a anyway. Miz. Not a Miz. I love you guys. I love everybody. This is this show. Uh, yay. Yay. <laughs> yay, no, you. It's a pause and it's talent. <laughs> you, tipsy. We love you too. <laughs> We're taking next week off, but when we come back, it's Hollywood Stars. Joanna Cassidy. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Hey, you know what? We never talked to your mama. That's right. (gasps) Oh, she texted me. She said no. Oh. Bye. We love you. Bye, Bye, moms. Bye, mamas. Horrible. We totally ignored your mother. (gasps) This has been On the Rocks with Alexander. Every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on Universal Broadcasting Network. Find me on Facebook on On the Rocks Radio Show. Tweet me or Instagram me at On The Rocks On Air. See you next Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs>